This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. This is Brightside Home Theater. Uh, after a little little bit of trial and tribulation, no big deal. We get, we're off and running, John. Hey, DJ. Um, yeah. How have we been? I'm good. How are you, how are you doing? I'm glad you uh, glad, appreciate you having me on. I uh, started listening to you probably late spring, early summer. So I uh, played some catch-up, listened to a whole bunch of podcasts over, uh, over the summer. They were in my walks and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, no, I really enjoyed the content. I was a long-term AV rant guy, you know, probably three, four years. I've listened to those guys yep. and then, uh, you know, found your podcast and just, you know, really enjoyed it. Really been, you know, like, listen to you and Steve and John and all those guys. So, uh, so it's been good. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's a lot of, it's a long episode. So it's, you know, sometimes <laughs> it's not easy to get through all of them. <laughs> They're kind of long, but no, it's not. I know they are long. Uh, and yeah. it's funny I'm finding, you know, hey, people take what they want out of it. That's why we have the timestamps and stuff. So. Yes, future DJ. I like future DJ. That's been very, <laughs> very helpful for sure. Yeah, it's and it's um yeah, and I've I've actually grown at like being able to do that too. <laughs> I'm like, because I know it's it's long, but people want to get to some certain parts and stuff like that, and that's fine. Right. And then, um, but I do. It's funny. You get messages from people like oh going on a long drive this ought to take me right. you know people saving them for that but uh, right. hey you know we can make them shorter but nobody's asking for shorter oh, no well. it's, it's good i mean you know i like hearing you know i, I like the the angle of how it's about the content and the experiences because yeah. you know like i love av ran i love those guys but it's technical and you know 90 yeah. percent of that stuff is never going to apply to your system but this you know i've got a lot of great ideas of stuff to watch you know stuff to rewatch that i haven't seen in a while um so um yeah no it's, it's just a lot of fun and this whole takeover tuesday thing is very cool you know getting to hear other people's systems and ideas or whatnot so uh yeah but this is my first time doing anything like this so if i mess it up you know i apologize in advance <laughs> you can't you can't mess it up if you as long as you're speaking <laughs> it's, like, it's it. audio well, I so <laughs> I, can, I can and my wife will tell you i can talk and there's no yep. question about that uh yeah but, and as you know so can i so, um, right. yeah, that's funny. Uh, I'd like to get this out of the way right away. Um, C-Den, your Seattle Seahawks fan, I, yep. I'd like to apologize for the interception on the goal line there. Yes, the, we, I thought we were going to bring that up in the first five minutes. We should get to know each other, you know, at least for a couple of years before that comes in, but I understand. That was, well, you had Pete Carroll who came from here. And yes, that is true. Uh, we were, we, I was watching it in my theater. We thought it was all over. You know, you think right. it's over. Um, and I, I, I'm as shocked as you are. Uh, and, but I mean, luckily you had won it the year before. So yes, we had, and I was, and I was there at that Super Bowl with my oh, wife. Oh, really? Nice. Because it was in, we live in Jersey and the game was in Jersey. Oh, that's so right. for us, it was a 30 minute drive to Melee stadium. So yeah. we were there and that was un- unbelievable, you know, day obviously experience. So that was yeah, that was phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can appreciate your heartbreak there. Uh, I, I still, I mean, it, it's tough cause you're on the goal line. You're expecting, you know, that, that run up the middle, uh, or anywhere a run, but, uh, nothing compares 
to when the Pats lost, I think as any sports fan, when they lost to the Giants on that perfect season, mm-hmm. because you can never duplicate that again, you right. know? And ever right. since the Pats lost that one, anytime any of my sports teams lose, I'm like, eh, it's not even close to that year. Cause that, that's right. a heartbreaker. Cause you, 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 you would have had a perfect season right there. And it's like, yeah, well, I, there's, there's nobody crying for any Patriot fans. You only no. have six Super Bowls, so nobody's absolutely not for Patriot fans. Nope, not or at all. Red Sox, Bruins. You guys have had enough championships up there. <laughs> Celtics. You know, it's, it's sickening for the rest of us. But isn't it? it and it I mean, I, and I know I can appreciate it because I grew up in the '70s, in the '80s, when the Patriots were a joke. And it's like I laugh at the people up here now that think that's the way life should be. You know, right. and you're like, mm, no, right. and I'm loving right. the Patriots right now where it's like, you don't know, you know, and as soon as Brady went to Tampa, I was like, good luck to the fans down there. Cause expectations are tough. It's, it's tough, right. but, but yeah, so that, that was, I yeah. wanted to get that out of the way right away. It's, I appreciate that. Well, let's never mention it again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll ban it. How did you end but... up? At, did you grow up in Seattle? No, I, I'm from, I'm, I didn't, I'm from New Jersey. It was just oh, one of wow. those things in uh, like, you know, mid eighties. I loved Steve Largent. I thought the Seahawks had cool helmets. Same you here. Know, back then. Yeah, that yeah. was it. And you know, back then you didn't have Sunday ticket or anything. So I might catch two games a year if they played the Jets or Giants or they had a Monday night game. So, you know, you were following the scores, watching the 10 minute ticker, you know, on the local game, every 10 minutes you'd get the score. But um, yeah, that's kind of how I just kind of fell in love with the Hawks. And over the years I started going to Seattle and, taking trips out there and going to games and nice. you know, it just became a whole, became a whole thing. Yeah. And, so. and to get to your theater, you named it Sea Den. I think that's a yes. real, that's a cool name for a, for a man cave or whatever, but Sea Den, that's pretty cool. Thank you. Yeah. My last house, we, when we did the first version of the Sea Den, we had like a naming contest with my friends, what we were going to call it. Yeah. So we had different like blue thunder bar and Hawk's nest and, you know, different kind of things. It was actually my uncle Mark who came up with Sea Den and as soon as he said it, it just clicked. I was like, yep, see then that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a great name. See then it's a because I think you uh, I saw the name of it, I think, before you even told me you were a Seattle fan, I think, or something like that. Okay. One of your emails. And I was probably am I I probably put it under my name, like see then cinema or something. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then when I saw, you know, you're a Seahawks fan, I was like, ah, oh, that's pretty cool. Right. I, 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 I mean, because it works as a name, it's indistinguishable nest. Not necessarily, but once you get it, how it came to be, that's a pretty cool name. I right. like that. like right. that a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, the CDN, the original version of CDN was more of set up as like a sports bar. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, in my old house, I had, you know, three TVs set up on the wall. So I think back then I had a 65 inch plasma flanked by two thirty twos. So it was really set up to watch three NFL games at once mm-hmm. or, you know, like this time of year, you know, you got the Yankee baseball playoffs, you got hockey, you got football. So there's always three or four games on. Yeah. So, you know, I was always into home theater, but it, you know, at that point it was more of like a sports bar feel. Um, you know, then in my current house, I kind of replicated the same thing. You know, I had the three TVs, the three games on, but you know, my whole home theater died last year during hurricane Ida. So we had the hurricane came through New Jersey. This was last mm-hmm. September, I guess, and basically destroyed my home theater, which had only been built like uh, two years earlier. Ugh. So we had, you know, we had 12 inches of water in the room. It's not a basement. It's a floor. It's, I have a split level. So the theater is on the yep. ground level. You walk out into the backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had about 12 inches of water in that room. You know, I lost two subwoofers. I lost all my powered recliners, the rug, everything, basically everything had to be ripped down the sheetrock, the whole thing. Yeah. So. 
when we, you know, it was, it was obviously very depressing and, you know, it was like, we had just built this and it was, you know, it was like, how are we going to do this again? So when we went to rebuild it, I didn't want to do the same thing that I'd already done. I was like, if I'm going to get jacked up about this and get excited and do all the planning and figure everything out and the wiring and the speakers and everything, I'm like, I, I got to do something different to kind of like get excited about it. Yeah. So, you know, I decided to do a more of a movie theater as opposed to a sports bar. I mean, I've always been a big movie fan, you know, as a kid, um, you know, like every kid in the 80s, I saw a million movies, you know, I saw Who Framed Roger Rabbit six times in the theater, you know, saw Jurassic Park six times, you know, wanted to be Steven Spielberg, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I had laser, I was a you know, laser disc owner, the only laser disc owner that I knew of. Yep. Um, so when we did the new CDN, which is a year ago, I said, let's make this into an actual movie theater with two sets of seats, you know, with the riser, yep. um, you know, the whole thing. So we, we did that, you know, we were able to rotate the room 90 degrees. I had a contractor came in, we moved the partition wall to make the room about five feet longer. So the room's about 23 by 14 now. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, we have two rows of three seats, but I still had the same three TV setup. So I had a 77 inch OLED and I had two 42s on either side. So it was very cool and it was great for sports and all that. But after four or five months. You know, I was sitting in there. I was like, this is great. The room is amazing. It feels like a theater, but there's something missing. And what was missing was a projector and a screen. Yeah. You know, that's what I didn't have. So, you know, you'd watch a movie in there and the sound was great. You know, the, the seats were great. The experience was great. But a 77-inch OLED, which looked amazing in that size room, it wasn't, you didn't feel like you are in a, in a cinema. Right. You know, you felt like you were watching a TV. So... That's kind of, I kind of started down the road of projectors, I think it was back in like February of this year when mm -hmm. I, you know, started doing research and whatnot. And once I got the projector and the 110 inch screen, then it was like having a movie theater in my house. You know, then yeah. it's, to me, that was like the major change. It was like, wow, now I'm actually like in a theater. I have a projected image coming. I have a big screen. And that was like, you know, the icing on the cake kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it's I'm showing pictures of your theater right now for the uh the green room video. Um but yeah, this front the looking at your front wall, what size screen is that? Is uh, 100 it's a 110 inch, but the TV next to it. Is that is a, a is a 42 42. Okay. I think it's a 42, right. Okay, cuz I right, was so like that a, screen, yeah. It, I was thinking that screen it's got to be smaller than 55 cuz of 110 yeah. is four 55s together. Um, right. So yeah, you have that 42 next to it. And then, uh, I know on, I used to have dish TV. I used to be able to do a quad box on that. I don't know if okay. you're familiar with that, which would like take four your, different things yep. on the screen. And I used to I do, don't that, have, in my, do okay. that in my theater. Cause I have 110 inch as well. Right. Um, what do you run for your sports? What do you have? Cabled internet? So I have direct TV. I've had direct okay. TV for the Seahawks so I can get the Sunday ticket and mm -hmm. watch all the games because I watch all the games. So I have a direct TV box that I watch the games on. So right now I only have the two screens so I can watch, um, you know, one on one screen, usually the red zone and the other one. Yeah. Um, I, I do miss having a third screen cause I always had three screens and this time of year, especially there's NFL, there's baseball playoffs, there's hockey starting. There's a lot of sports on. Yep. So it was so I'm usually like my iPad is a third screen, but I kind of do miss a little bit having that third screen, but you know, I mean just, but having the projector, screen and the screen is worth it i mean it's incredible so i used to have you know the 77 flanked by the 242s yeah now it's just the 110 and the 142 you know? um yeah i have fubo and you can do on fubo you get nfl nfl network 
NFL red zone. That's why I use it. They're pretty good for sports. I don't know if you'd be able to get, if there's a possibility of getting Seahawks out of town stuff through them, but they do have picture in picture and right. you can, right. you can bounce. So at 110, you end up with two fifty fives next mm-hmm. to each other. And then yeah. you could have, then you could get your third, your three images there. Right. Um, there's a, there's a lot of options out there for picture in picture stuff like that, but yeah, well, everything's going to, so this is the last year that direct TV will have the Sunday ticket next year. It's going to go to a streaming, either Apple or Amazon, I guess it sounds like Apple. Yeah. So that's going to change everything anyway. So for this year, it is what it is. And then if it goes to Apple or Amazon, then you don't have to figure, I mean, I have the Apple TV 4k, yeah. you know, which I could run through that. But the problem with these streaming games is, you know, I've been watching the Amazon Thursday night games. You know, the biggest drawback is you can't flip during a commercial. So you're streaming and it goes to commercial and you're stuck. You can't flip to the other game or anything. And it's really annoying. You know, that that's what I don't like about the streaming. Yeah. Well, that's the, the Sunday ticket one, right? That's well, just the, so Amazon prime has Thursday night football. All the games are on Amazon mm -hmm. prime. You have to stream it. So I stream it through my Apple TV 4k. Yep. Yeah, I go to the Amazon app, but it's streaming. So if you know it goes to a commercial, I can't then switch to ESPN on on Directv because I'm on the Apple 4K streaming. Right. Yeah, you'd have to actually back out of the Apple Correct. TV and go right. to go to something else. So what do you ha- you have that as a completely different input on? Um, your- like your direct TV is a different input on your receiver, correct? On the receiver, and, correct. Yeah. It all goes through the receiver, right? So, so then the dead have... receiver, right. I'd have to use the Harmony remote and switch inputs. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one button, but it's a pain in the, you know, who wants right. to go through that yeah, it's, commercial. Yeah. It's, um, what else would you be flip? Oh, you mean like to watch like right now with baseball going on a Thursday night? Cause there's no other football yeah. games going or anything. But... Yeah. It's just, if you wanted to flip to a hockey game or to check the score to, on the right. game or whatever, you know, you just, I mean, it's not the end of the world. I mean, there's a first world problem. Right. It's not the worst, <laughs> oh, yeah. thing it's not the worst <laughs> thing ever, but it's just a little, this entire you know, show I, is about first world problems, all the true. stuff we that's like. True. And if we don't like it, it's literally a first world problem. <laughs> right. <laughs> it all is. That's what we right. all, that's what we're all talking about. Same with AV rant and HT guys. It's all like, all right, let right. me solve these really first world problems for you. Um, they are. Now, I think in our communications, I think I have heard, like, I heard about everything through AV Rant, even before you mm-hmm. had met me, but list, I listen mm-hmm. to AV Rant religiously, obviously, um, and all of your trials and tribulations of, mm-hmm. of your theater and your subwoofers going, and they were a big part of helping you rebuild, correct? Huge. Yes. No, absolutely. Th- those guys have been great. I, mean, I started listening to them, like I said, I think like three or four years ago. And I, it was, it was like the first theater build. And I wrote a lot of questions asking for mm-hmm. advice on gear and speakers and setup and stuff. And they were, they always answer your question. They're always very oh, yeah. helpful, you know? And, uh, yeah, I mean, when I had the heart, you know, the hurricane and I had to rebuild, I asked, I sent them plans and asked what they thought, you know, should the ammo speakers be here or here? And, you know, where should the seats go? And, you yeah. know, they've been invaluable. You know, they're great. You know, oh yeah, to bounce stuff off of for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know? It's, I mean, and that's the thing. And if there's so much fun to listen to, like you said, ninety percent of it doesn't really pertain to you, but you can still get a lot of information and ideas mm-hmm. for your own. You know, by right. listening to all of this stuff. Same with HT guys. I do the same. I'm not big into home automation, but I'm dabbling a little bit more because of the HT guys. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, the AV rant, it's like, I'll listen to stuff and be like, maybe I'll try that. Like right now I'm running my subwoofers through a mono, 
you know, a single out right, me too. split. Right. Me but too, I have the them. ability to split it and do something. But then I keep hearing them talk about it and I'm right. like, maybe I want to mess with that tweak, you know? And it's like, I know what it does. I know all that. But I'm like, eh, okay. And it's it it's just a lot of fun. And that's why I was like, when I came up with this show, I was like, well, people are entertained just listening. They're not even looking for, I know right. people listen to AB right. Rant just for the entertainment purposes, right. right? Okay, let's try a content one. And it's like, and that's, that's how I started listening years and years ago as well, looking for con- people talking about content. So, right. I mean, now we have yeah, no, three if going. If you have a great personality and like those two are like a great duo, oh. I mean, it's like, I mean, Rob is, I don't know how he knows what he knows. I have no idea. It's, yeah. He, he's brilliant. I don't know what the heck he's talking about most of the time, but I can listen to him all day. I don't know what he's saying, but just the way he explains it, it's like you get sucked in. And Tom is like the perfect foil. Cause Tom is like, you know, he's got his bah. own personality. He's a little more down to earth. Right. Exactly. <laughs> he's like a little more down to earth and you know, whatnot, but they're a great pairing. Like they're yeah. just entertaining to listen to. Right. They complement each other really well. Um, the right. first time I had Rob on, I didn't do it on purpose. A listener had asked a question and it, I think the question had come in that day. So I didn't have time to prep them or anything. Not that I, maybe I probably would have, but I was like, Rob, what about that? And he answered it like, and I know for a fact, I'm the only one because you'd have to take, you're taking my word for it, but I know for a fact he knew it off the top of his head. Right. And it was like, and he, he just has that mind that he sees something. I don't, he says it's not photogenic. He says it's not like that, but there's something about it that he just, once he knows it, it just never goes. Whereas mm-hmm. I'm like, I need to repeat it over and over. Mm-hmm. I literally need to experience it. You can, I can read it. You can tell me all about it, but until I experience it and understand why mm-hmm. that is it, what it is, that's why I had, I had so much trouble with math growing up. And it was okay. like, why do I need to know that A plus B equals C? I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I've learned more about math through my son coming home with his homework and being mm-hmm. like, dad, this is this, this, and this. And I'm like, what? Oh, 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 but right. this is, and then I understand it better. I had so much trouble with that, but Rob, so, he is just so smart and he just can regurgitate yeah. all that stuff. So, well, yeah. which is such a benefit to all of us. It's great. Right. Yeah. No, those, those guys are great. And they're a huge resource and they've been a big help for me for sure. And they're very Twice. entertaining. yeah at least twice at least twice yeah for sure so um going through this the the new incarnation of the sea den um Mm -hmm. you said it was mostly a bar before Mm -hmm. uh sports bar and but you said you did have theater seats in the last one correct this one you have two rows correct i had a single row of theater seats so yeah no it was a home theater and we watched movies but it was you know the, the the shape of the room was different so it was it was you know longer than it was wide so it wasn't really set up, you know, properly as you like to do the theater. Mm-hmm. It was one row seat, so the right seat was pretty far off to the side. Um, you know, I only had two Atmos speakers overhead at that in that room. I couldn't fit four, so I only had two. So it was, you know, we watched movies, but it wasn't as good as what I have now. So you know, the you know the ironic part is people say to me all the time, well, you know, if you didn't have the flood, you wouldn't have this new theater, which is true. Like what right. I have now, I wouldn't have had if it wasn't for my room being destroyed. Did I want to go through that? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. But I did end up with something, I guess, better at the end of the day. So right. I guess that's like the way to look at it positively. Yeah. Yeah. It's everything happens for a reason. And right. more importantly, you made the best of a bad situation. Right. You know, and it's right. that 
that's really what it comes down to. Um, and it, what else are you going to do? You could just sit here and complain that you didn't, that you lost your theater or you could, you know, rebuild and, right. and, and, and come back with a better idea, different idea that you probably enjoy even more. Right. And I love like the planning part. I like, that's what I'm into. Like, so for work, I do a lot of like computer aid design stuff. So I like doing all the layouts and figure out how high the riser needs to be and how big the aisle needs to be and where the speakers go. Like I enjoy, I get, I love doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that was fun. So coming off like our house getting like ruined, I had a fun project to like keep my mind off of it. Right. So, you know, doing the plans and working with the contractor and, you know, just figuring out like the riser, like the second row seats, how high does that riser need to be so you can see over, but it's not too close to the ceiling You know all those like measurements. Yeah. The steps, you know, how wide do the steps need to be, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, Yeah. It's, you know, it's fun. It is fun. It is, and that's for people that like that. I mean, I'm I'm finding that especially now when the you know, with the podcast and talking to more and more listeners, some listeners they're it's like it's math to them. It's like math to me. It was so confused. They mm-hmm. they don't even have they don't want to know that stuff. They can't see they just want to have a theater. To right. me, it's like I'm in the middle of I can't wait to get I need a piece of land so I can design, I can figure out what my foundation is going to be so I can figure out where my theater is going to be. That stuff is all exciting to me, you know, and it's the building, the, the, the designing that's just as I've redesigned my theater so many times, never actually did Mm -hmm. it, but I love that. Like you said, you love that design process of what can we do? What can, what improvements would this design mean? might not even have anything to do with home theater, just creature comforts, right? Like, Oh, Mm -hmm. I'd like, like right now I'm messing with taking down my whole back wall and putting Mm -hmm. a bar in so I can host Mm -hmm. more people for hockey games and sporting events, getting a little closer to a bar atmosphere. Because once I'm in my seat, once you're in your seat, what's behind me doesn't really matter, right? Right. Right. (laughs) It's like the cannonball run. You rip the mirror down. What's behind you? Those are not a matter. I haven't seen that movie in about 40 years. I know. You know I, that, I haven't seen I saw it in the theater, but I don't think I've seen it since. Yeah. Oh, I love that line. What's it behind? What are you doing? What's it behind you? It does not matter. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's, let's get into your theater though. What, what do you got? Yeah. What, um, you've got quite set up. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, I'm think you and I, you know, I watch your video and you, I mean, I think we have a pretty similar setup. Hmm. You and I, I mean, we have, that's why I like it so projector. much. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean the projector, I have this Sony, you know, the 325, the VW 325, which is basically the same projector you have, I guess. Yep. Um, and it's amazing. Like when I first got a projector, I don't have a lot of patience. So when I decided <laughs> I'm going from a TV to a projector, I had to have a projector within like four days. Like I'm not, I don't have any patience. Once I get something in my head and my friends who family me notice, I have to do it immediately. So I did some quick research online for projectors and I, and I, I looked at the LG, I think it was the HU810 laser projector, and I was able to get a good deal on it. It was in stock, so I bought it. I brought it home, I installed it, we put the screen up, and after a week or two, I, I realized it wasn't the right projector for me. It wasn't, it wasn't, it just wasn't the quality, like, to match the rest of the room. Yeah. I was, I, I, I don't even mean, this is like, a, you know, almost a year ago, but it, I don't think it wasn't, it wasn't bright enough, or it wasn't the detail. You know, again, it was my first projector I ever had. But I was like, I don't think this is like my long-term projector. So after I ran with it for a couple of weeks, I actually went to Best Buy and I said, you know, I don't, I pull this projector. I don't think it's the right one. What else can you show me? So they showed me, you know, three projectors, the Epson, 
I don't know which one it was. The uh, I forget the numbers of yeah. 350, whatever it was. The Sony that I got at one of the JVCs. And the Sony and the JVC, I, you could tell instantly just blew away what I had. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's a different price point. Clearly, it's a different technologies, um, you know, lamp-based projectors. But both of those, the Sony and the JVC, were, I was like, this is amazing. Like, I have to have this. So I think the Sony was in stock and the JVC wasn't, or I can get the Sony quicker. So I said, okay, I'll get the Sony. I didn't, again, I hadn't done a ton of research. I didn't know much about it. I didn't have somebody advising me. I was just like, I have no patience. I have to get it in here like immediately. <laughs> so I think even the Sony I ordered that day, I think I didn't get it for like two days and I was like going crazy because I didn't have it yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, once I got it and we didn't, I didn't really know the screen size either. So we projected it, you know, for a few days and we were, and we were zooming in and out and trying to figure out you know, how big do we do a hundred and you're 98. Do we do 110, 120? And we kind of realized we're measuring that 110 was the right, you know, was the right size for that room. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where it was, it was pretty immersive, you know, in both rows, obviously, I think I'm like nine and a half feet away from the first row. And then I guess about another five feet back to the second row. Mm-hmm. So I just ordered the silver ticket, you know, $250 screen, 110 inch, mm-hmm. you know, put it up. And then I was, you know, I was good to go. Um, you know, projector. I did hire, I did do a professional calibration. Um, Kevin Miller for, I think his company yep. is ISF calibration. Mm-hmm. He came out from long Island. He spent a few hours, did a phenomenal job. Um, my guy knows know. him. Did you ask okay. me about him? I don't think I did. Somebody I else I so. know asked me about him and I asked, I asked Jim and he's like, oh yeah, I know. Yeah. They know yep. each other. Uh, Jim, okay. my guy, but yep. yeah. Yeah, he knows anybody, and I think Jim even said, he goes, anybody doing calibration down there or getting a calibrator down there, they they should know him. So mm-hmm. I guess he's Yeah, one of, no, he was great. He did, a, he did a great job. Yep, no, he did a great job. And the thing is, for me, I don't have a lot of reference to compare my stuff to. So I don't really mm-hmm. have, my, I don't have friends who are into this. So I don't have other people right. with home theaters that I can go over and say, what are you doing? Let me see your sound, your project. Like, I don't really have that. Mm. So I'm doing all this, like, myself or from the internet or watching youtube and stuff you don't really have places to go where i can really demo a lot of this stuff right so you never really know like is like is my system like you know is it as good as it can be should it be better what are other like i don't really know that because i'm not in other people's theaters really that's our world really because we are like the idea of a home theater is is rare right and i mean that's that's where this whole this, this community is coming from. It's people just talking about, you know, what do I have? And what, like when I went to Dan's house, how is this, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's being able to go to other people's houses and, and actually get ideas and knowledge of like, even, even through this, it's difficult because like you and I are talking and it's like, and we've talked about your projector and stuff, but it's like what I'm seeing here compared to what you're seeing there, what, what we each right. see if we're sitting next to each other is different. Our tastes are different. So it, it, that's the hardest part, I think, for home theater is we always are wondering, am I getting what I, what I should be? Right. You know, and, and and I think that's what drives us too. And then once you know that, and that's why I highly recommend a calibration because even if, and, and I know like the AV rank guys say it all the time, they're like, TVs are so close nowadays that you really don't need it. And I agree with that a hundred percent. But if you think for a second, like you're not sure it's worth the money for the peace of mind to know that somebody set it up. And then when they're done and they show you some content and they go, 
oh, that looks great. And this is blah, blah, blah. This is the way that, you know, like Jim does the uh, uh, video essentials. He goes, that's the way that Apple's supposed to look. And this looks great. And then he'll put in, uh, he'll put in um, uh, uh, some movie. Like he'll put in, um, ah, I was Blade Runner 2049. And he goes, mm-hmm. the way those lights look right now in HDR. He goes, that's what HDR is supposed to look mm-hmm. like. And when he leaves, you're like, it's got to be right. That's what right. it is. And now everything right. else you know you're watching, that's what it's supposed to be. Right. And you have that peace of mind so you can move on to the next whatever thing it is that you want to try right. and upgrade, you know? Yeah, it's worth it. Because, I mean, I try to do some calibration myself. And, I, you know, even with the audio, I, mean, I, can, you know, I can run Odyssey and I can, I have a, you know, a sound, you know, sound meter and I can take measurements and see that it's all, you know, you, the dBs are even, you know, from all the speakers. I mean, I can do some of that stuff. But when I try to, like, look into rew and running measurements on rew and i bought the u-mic one and i just i can't do it i just i it's too much it's yeah. like it's so dense to try to figure out what the heck's going in the graphs and i'm just like i guess i'm not smart enough right on the patience i couldn't do it i think so, you're like me it's not that you're not smart enough i think it's more that you're like you don't have the patience you want you're i'm a lot like that too i get the idea and I'll, i mean i'll do research for months to me, it's like I have an idea and I'll work on it in my head and work on it. And then all of a sudden, once I'm ready to do it, I want it now, mm-hmm. now, 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 right. now, right. no, right. yesterday. I needed it yesterday. You know, right. I'm a lot like that. Uh, Room EQ Wizard, uh, Dirac, all of these things are like, to me, it's like it, there's a market for it. And there are people, and I want to mess with it. I'll get to it someday. But for me, it's like, I, I just want to, I, I, I want to watch my content. I want to right. see, I want to see this stuff shine. Let me do that. You and then you don't want to spend seven hours running speaker measurements and running base, you know, base sweeps and all that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. You know? And it's like, but, but you could get such a better experience. You, like you would increase your experience so much by, I'm like, really? By now I'm going to sound like Tom Andrew and be like, right. really? Right. Like I'm going to increase it by what that much? Cause Odyssey is right. pretty good. Odyssey right. runs a pretty good room calibration. Right. So all the effort that I'm going to put into Dirac, is it going to be that much better than Odyssey? Right. I don't know. And is it worth my time? Because I, I love, that's that's what it is. It would be my time away from experiencing the other stuff that we want to experience. Right. You know. Right. It, it, I mean, I did hire, so once I, so the audio, I did hire, uh, I did do a calibration for the audio as well, mm-hmm. for the reasons we just talked about. Um, so I'm running nine speakers, I guess five, point two point four so i you know the five you know the three and then the two surrounds i have four atmos and mm-hmm. then i have two subwoofers um i thought about doing this was it the surround backs the two behind me mm-hmm. but it might behind me is like a sliding glass door so yeah. it wasn't easy to do it and i emailed rob after i had everything set up i emailed rob and avia right and say hey what do you think about the two surround backs and he was funny and he said you just installed your system you haven't even had it for a month he said, don't do anything. Don't ask me about any speaker upgrades for at least two years. He said, you're not allowed to ask me anything until you enjoy it for two years. Then you can come back. So I said, fine. So I let it go. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the sound, I mean, like I said, I, I put the sound in. I had a calibrator come in. I ordered um, some panels from Gix, some four-inch mm-hmm. panels for the walls, yeah. you know, for, you know, because I did a lot of research into that. And, you know, Tom and Rob always say, you know, treat the room first. You know, that's the, you got to treat the room. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, I mean, I think my system sounds great. I mean, it's, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with it. You know, I love all the, 
I love any anything in the overheads. I love, you know, any voice coming. When I was on, I, I used to be about Iron. I was watching Iron Man. It might have been Iron Man two last week, and the but was the butler Jeeves. I don't know what the butler is. The uh, the little robot that works at his house and helps him out. Oh yeah, Paul yeah. Ben, Paul <laughs> Benny's the voice or whatever. Jeez. One of the scenes that I don't know if it was Jeeves or what it's called, but that Jarvis, that robot was Jarvis. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Was was talking <laughs> in all the overhead speakers, and I was like so into it. Like I love anything coming. Like I know Tom can't doesn't like the overhead, the Atmos. I love anything coming from above. I love it. It's not that Tom doesn't like it. I just think I mean he he's right as well in that it's and that's what's funny about tom it's his av rant it's his persona that makes it seem like he doesn't like it but what right. it is is it's like he's like look if you have a really good 5.1 system and you add right. atmos to it there's an upgrade but it's not that big it's not as big of what you think it's going to be it's not like all of a sudden the voice of god is like whoa i mean it's it's an upgrade and I agree with them. It's a, it's a slight upgrade over what you had at a good 5.1 system. But it's so cool. It's such a cool, Isn't it's it? so cool yeah. when a helicopter flies over or you oh, hear yeah. rain or the voices are overhead. It's, it's such a cool effect. And right. you know that, you know, not many people have this or will ever experience it. Yeah. So, and when you have people over and you see people in your theater looking up, it's like, oh. they're like, where's that coming from? It's just, yeah. it's awesome. Right. Yeah. Like, that's like why we do this kind of. Oh Yeah. That's, it, you know? well, that's the thing is like, once you get, <laughs> that's why we do it. It's like, we've amazed ourselves enough. And now when somebody comes in, you're like, right. oh, I, I, I spend more time watching them, you know, looking right. around, right. looking behind them, looking all over. And it's like, uh, yeah, it, that's a, a lot of fun. And I do like that advice. Uh, got your theater running. I don't know if I'd say wait two years, um, but right. give it some time because you won't know. Um, you won't know the difference, right? It, it, if you do it right away, it's like now if you actually go in and add them, right? And you say you got some SVS rear channels. Um, uh, what I said for Dan earlier, uh, at, when I was at his house, I'm like, I said, um, he had a similar issue as to you, and it's like put in some the prime elevations, but you mm -hmm. could you could suspend them from the ceiling, but bring them down. So you're kind of hanging them a right. little bit, right? but because right. they're angled, maybe it'll feel like they're coming at you from lower than where they really are. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, that's what I said for Dan. It's like, but get used to your room because you, you, you know, say you waited a year or two years, then you add those in. If you don't notice a difference, ship them back. Right. But right. if you do that right away, you're not really gonna, you don't, know. you don't know the feel. You don't know all those great scenes that you want to try them out on. Um, and that, that's what comes from years and years of upgrading and knowing like, oh, wow, this is a difference, you know? And it, it, it means a lot, I think, as you, as you grow in the hobby to, to start and then add pieces. I just said to Todd, Todd's Todd Anderson, he's, um, I know he's, he said on the show, he's getting a mad VR as a demo, but he's, mm -hmm. he just got a new projector. And I was like, Oh, right. I would have right. liked to have seen him get the mad VR and use that on his old projector because then right. he knows the difference. Yeah. Right. Then you see how much big of a deal it is. You're like, Oh, look at that. Uh, whereas if you add two new pieces at once, which is which, which right. You know, right. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I mean, right now, I'm very happy. I'm not looking at the moment to like tweak anything. I'm just making sure everything is running properly, and you know, checking the speakers are connected once in a while, and 
that, that thing. But I mean, I'm pretty happy. My right now, my issue is I'm trying to watch a lot, you know, as much stuff as I can, and it's tough. Like I say, you know, it's tough when you have kids and you know yeah. this time of year and there's kids activities and a lot of sports going on right now. So this is a little bit of a rough time to watch a lot of movies and whatever. But uh, you know, we're like I'm like I'm not like you. Like I cannot see the whole kaleidoscape thing is 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 like fascinating to me because. I think it's great, but like mm-hmm. for me, I don't, I don't, I don't sit there and watch twenty minutes of this, then twenty minutes of that. I'm right. like your John, who I think was talking this week. Like I, when I put a movie in, right. I have to block out two hours, and I got to watch the whole movie in two hours. I, I'm not, I hate like watching forty five minutes, then I got to do something, then I come back and watch a half hour. Like I do it because like life gets in the way, but right. I try to block out like that two hour time, and I just want to focus on the movie. Like I don't like to bounce in and out. I'm not. You know, unless somebody's over like for a demo, I'm, I don't usually say, oh, let me just watch this 15 minutes from Batman Returns. It's like, you know, I'm not like, that's just not my thing. Right. That, you know? that to me, that is, it's funny because I've had, I had this conversation with uh, G Cornell through email probably over a year ago um, mm-hmm. where he actually does that. He'll bounce, he'll get a brand, like a brand new movie, something he's never seen. He gets the disc in and he'll watch 45 minutes of it. And then he's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to finish it tomorrow or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, we had this conversation back and forth. Cause I was like, I can't do that on a first run movie. I, mm-hmm. I just can't. Cause first mo- time you're seeing it. Yeah. Because movies right. are meant, I mean, there's a pacing to it and there's, there's something to, to be said for that. Right. And I want to experience it probably the first few times I'll watch it complete like that. But I have always been the person that loves a good action scene and loves to jump from scene and just to experience the room. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's where that comes in. And it's like, and now I I used to do that before, but now with the kaleidoscape, I've just, it just enables me to do it so much more that I, on movies that I've seen hundreds of times, like the star Wars saga, I probably watched more this year because of that. Because mm-hmm. I'm going through Empire Strikes Back right now. I just finished mm-hmm. it last night. And it, right. it took me three sittings to watch it. And, be, and not that, had, and, and sometimes it's not even like, I'll be like, all right, I got to go to bed or I got to get to work or whatever. It's, I'll go to something else and I'll watch parts. Of, I'm doing The Hobbit that way right now because mm-hmm. I've seen these all before, you know? Mm-hmm. But now to be able to sit down and really focus on a certain section of the movie and just look at, the details and the sight, hear the sounds and do all that. It's, it's enabled me to jump in and out where you're right. I, I did used to do it with disc. It, even if your disc player is right next to you, it's still a lot. Longer, no, it, you know? it's not as feasible. No, it's you not. Know? Yeah. But I no. do both. I agree with you. A movie needs to be watched beginning to end, but our theaters also are capable of delivering scenes in such a great way that if you know you have a favorite scene, you want to jump to it, and you just haven't seen it in a while, it's fun to do, right. you know? Right. And, that, and that's yeah, what no, I, I yeah. like to experience that, too. Right. I mean, I do that a lot when people come over. Mm-hmm. You know, if I have guests over who haven't seen it or I want to show them, you know, I'll pop in some discs and watch, if, you know, seeing it from Ford versus Ferrari or Pacific Rim or yeah. whatever. Yeah. You know, for sure. I don't I don't really do that myself too often. I don't use, I don't typically yeah. do that just because there's so much stuff I want to watch and don't have time to watch. Yeah. If I have time, I'm typically watching something, like, that I haven't seen or is been sitting on my shelf for a while collecting dust yeah you know yeah so, it's, I mean, yeah that's just how you it's just your personal preference yeah oh yeah. yeah and you know what else i find it's fun with um if you see something that doesn't 
and, and we'll hear about this on Friday, uh, something really just wasn't your cup of tea, right? Mm -hmm. And it could be either the actual content or it could be maybe it wasn't uh, it wasn't the best picture quality or video quality, uh, I'm sorry, or sound quality or something to bounce over to something that, you know, and I'm not even joking when I put it out, I'm like, oh, I need to cleanse myself. That's how I ended up at an empire strikes back. I was like, mm -hmm. oh, and you right. put that on right. and you're like, this is what my theater is capable of. This is what right. I know I enjoy. And it's like, ah, and right. it's, it's nice to be able to do that. And I, I know other people have done that as well. People have said that to me, that right. cleanse myself type thing, but it's, um, but that's, it's, we just want to see our theaters in their best light. And sometimes we don't get that. And it's nice to be able to bounce over to something and, and get it right away. Right. Like I'll put like, drive probably drives me crazy, but I'll put like a calendar invite to watch a movie. So last night we watched do the right thing. So my wife had never yeah. seen it. My son had never oh, wow. seen it. So I wanted to watch it. So I said, we're watching this movie. We're starting at seven 30 and we're watching it. We're not leaving. We're not going to see the dog deal with the dog. Like this is our block and we're sitting here watching the movie. Yeah. And then of course, 18 minutes into it, the dog started barking and we had to pause it and let the dog out, of course. <laughs> but after that, after that, we were good for the rest of the way. So we try, I try, like I try, but it's, you know, life gets in the way sometimes. It's not always, it's not always easy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, I'm, I'm we have three dogs. We come downstairs. Sometimes we just don't, we feel bad for the dog. So we don't go down in the first place, but once we're down, that's it. Right. It's like, you know, and, and I'm, I'm later on in life that, uh, my kids are older. Um, right. You know, we're done with all the trucking around to dance and hockey and all that. And right. I got, right. More we got more time. So I have, I have a son in ice hockey, so I'm at the ice rink four to five times a week, uh, which you know, you, which you know about, which I love and he loves. It's great but it's a lot of time. It is. It is. How old is he? He's 13. He's playing uh Bantam this year. Oh, first year Bantam. First year, Bantam, first year first hitting. Year first year hitting. That's right. He, yep. he took a couple of hits and he was very excited because a couple of weeks ago, he checked the kid into the, into the boards behind the net. And, and he, my son fell down also, Yeah, but he did dislodge the puck. So he was happy that he got, he got a good hit in. Nice. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, no, it definitely amps up the, uh, competitiveness this year. Uh. Was he excited for, sure. for contact or was he nervous? He, he, he wasn't that nervous. He's pretty chill. He's pretty chill. My son. So mm -hmm. he wasn't like, oh no, I'm going to get hit. Like, I think he's okay with it. I mean, he hasn't got like slammed to the ice or anything, but, um, you know, I think he's fine with it. He, he knows it's part of the game. Yeah. You no, know, he could, he could take a hit. That's good. Did they, uh, I'm yep. sure they had check-in clinics and stuff. They did in the, in the summer it. practices. Yeah, they did. A lot That's of practice good. leading up. They did checking drills or whatnot. Um, so, I mean, I've seen a couple of big hits in the games. I mean, it's not like, there's not like 50 hits a game, but you know, there's a couple no. of big ones. No, they've done a lot in, uh, USA to, uh, mitigate the big blow up hits. I mean, you see it mm -hmm. in the NHL, you see it even it's, you know, in youth hockey, you see it even more. Um, the one thing I want them to do is I want them to lean more on the, um, player that gets hit because the mm -hmm. big, the big hits 99% of the time are because the player that got hit has got his head down. Right. Okay. And it's like, so the player coming at him, it's like, all right, I'm going to light you up. And you're like, right. cause he's got his head down. And right. that's what they're trying to get more of. Um, I've seen hits in the NHL that people don't like. And I'm like, guy had his head down or he's watching his pass. He just released right. the puck and he's like, look at that. Go boom. Right. gets lit up. <laughs> you're like, right. you gotta, you know, defensemen go back 
why did you put yourself in that bad position in the first place? There's a lot of it. I, I'd like to see more focus on uh, responsibility of the player with the puck, the puck. too. Right. You know, but they're getting good at it. And when my son, my son was a goalie and he, so he didn't have to deal with it, but I was coaching a lot. Of, I was a head coach a lot of times and teaching these kids at peewee age, how to hit mm -hmm. is back when it went, when my son went through. And, uh, I've seen some kids get lit up in the first game of hitting and right. it is fun too. Cause the kids that wanted to be like, Oh, I can't wait to light somebody up. And then they get right. on the bench right. and you're like, Oh yeah, I can get hit too. It's like, right. Ooh. Right. <laughs> they get right. nervous. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah. My it's son, awesome. Though. It's, it it's awesome. It's fun. The youth hockey is great. Yeah. Great. You got, you got a long ways to go. Is he going to play in college? Does he want to play? Uh, my son played my, my... club. So there's always okay. some way to go. Okay. Yeah. My son only started playing ice hockey two years ago. So he started way later than the other kids. He just decided he wanted to play. So literally he had never put on a pair of ice skates until two right. years ago. So he's, he's done really well and he's worked hard and he's caught up a lot. Yeah. But, uh, he won't be playing for the Islanders anytime soon, but oh, they could use another goal scorer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We could, we could, although Walsham's hey, had some goals, but uh, we, we could use some more scores. You know, um, well, you're in Jersey, you know, Mark Fain, do you remember him? Defenseman played for Jersey a few years ago. Uh, quite a few no, years ago, so. actually. Um, yeah. So this is in um, two thousand. This was two thousand eleven. As a matter of fact, um, my I have season tickets to the bees, and I'm down okay. in the, my seats at the time were in the corner that the Bruins shoot at twice. Okay. And uh, opening night, second game, second game of the season. I'm sitting there with my wife, and uh, they dropped the puck. Uh, Juno, not Juno. Yeah, you know, Sagan, uh, Tyler Sagan comes off the half wall and he comes in on the goalie, like from sideways, okay, all by himself. And I stand up, everybody stands up. The guy behind me puts his hand on my shoulder and pushes me down. <laughs> he goes, mm -hmm. I'm like, mm -hmm. what the hell? And he sits me down and I turn around, it's an older guy. And I'm like, what the? And my wife's like, calm down. I go, you just don't touch people. Never mind. Right. I, I mean, he just pushed me down. Right. And I, I was like, I didn't do anything. I didn't say anything, but my seat neighbor next to me is like, wow, I had gotten into it with somebody dumped a beer on me in the opening night game. And he's like, you're having a hell of a season so far. And I'm like, mm -hmm. anyway, long story short, five minutes later, the guy goes, I am so sorry. And I was like, that's all right. And he goes that the guy that the defenseman that he beat, that was my son. Right. Cause okay. Mark Fane's play. Was, so right. I watched the game with Mark Fane's dad, who's right. from from the Cape. Mark didn't even start skating until he was 10, 11 years old. Wow. And they're wow. not an NHL family. They weren't into he's like not into hockey, the dad. And he goes, he just loved it and he played mm -hmm. and he he's in the NHL. I don't he's not wow. in Jersey anymore. I don't even know if he's still in the NHL, but it was a great game to watch mm -hmm. with him, And I had a great time talking to him about it. He then turns out he was really good friends with, um, uh, Marshan because Marshan was in Providence. Marshan. Yeah. He okay. was in, he was in Providence <clears throat> at the time. And I think Mark was playing for Providence college. So they became friends and they got into a fight right in front of us in the corner. And his dad, Mark's dad's like, no, he goes, they're not fighting. Look at them. And they were laughing, but they were punching each other in the face and the ref's trying to right. break them up and they're laughing. He goes, no, 
they're laughing. They're happy because they, I've met him. He's been at a house. He's, they're like good right, friends. Right, right. And right. I'm like, oh, that's so cool getting those little pieces. But it was so right. funny. But yeah, not saying your kid's going to the NHL or anything. No, I understand. I understand. You don't have but to start er- early in life to get there. But right. all right. Uh, back to home theater. <laughs> back to home theater. <laughs> um, all right. You, so you said, let me ask you this. Were you the one? Did you email me about the uh, the Sony issues? Um, a about while the projector. Back? Yeah, uh, I emailed you about your thoughts on the Sony and why you picked it. Okay, over, why you took it over other projectors, and you were telling me how you know the cinematic look on it mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I was trying. I was trying to get reassurance from you that I that I picked the right projector, basically. Uh, yeah, well, it, it's, it, it, that's the funny thing. It's like, um, you listen to AV rant, <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> right. Um, but it, it's funny cause there, there are differing opinions out there, but they're so, I, the most pushback I ever got. And like I said to you is saying they're close, <laughs> they're so mm-hmm. close. Um, but yeah, I thought I've had a few people with Sony's ask me some questions, so I wasn't sure if you were the one that found something online that was. The I don't issue. think it was me. I mean, listen, it looks amazing. I mean, the movies right. look incredible. I love it. Um, you know, I watch. I watch in a blacked out room. Mm-hmm. You know, I watch with just one small light. I'm, I have, you know, I have like lights on my riser and my ceiling, but I only watch with like a step light on. So something you need to yeah. go to the second row. Other than that, it's pitch black. So you know, it, it's amazing, man. The contrast, you know. The, you know, the, I thought the Rings of Power looked unbelievable. Yeah. I, I thought it looked, I, I was blown away. I mean, first of all, just in general, like the cinematography, like the mountain and the rivers and like the feel, it was incredible. And mm. it looked amazing on the projector. Like I was blown away by the whole show and the sound was great. Um, I thought it took too long. I thought it was four episodes of content over eight episodes. They really, <laughs> they really dragged it out. Like I liked it. Yeah, yeah. I'll be excited for season two, but like it, it took forever like to get anywhere. It really did. It was so yeah. good to watch that I couldn't take my eyes off it. Yeah. But it was like, I was like, come on, let's go. Let's get something going here, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I felt the same way. And I, I, it's got me, that's what got me going back into the Lord of the Rings, the trilogy. Now I'm in The Hobbit. I'm in the second movie right now. But it, right. It's it's one. It's that story, and it's fun to go back to those movies and and actually pull out some more information that probably just went over my head at the time. But now you're getting some backstory and rings mm-hmm. of power, and right. Um, but it's also the quality too. And you go, you know, watching the quality of the pi- the picture quality, the sound quality, and seeing it, you know, through streaming is one thing. But then being able to you put that disc back in and just Oh, it is right. It's so beautifully shot, and those landscape scenes, and you know, yeah, they were. It was both, amazing. Both series, yeah, it's really, really good. Um, I'm glad you're enjoying the projector. I mean, it's like you said, it's. Um, we always have that fear of what what are we missing out on, and right. I, I just think, uh, you know, again, between the JVCs and the Sonys, it's like it's. I don't think they're as far apart as what people are saying. And I think there are pluses to both. And, uh, it it just, I always just get what you get, like it and, you know, enjoy and just enjoy, enjoy. And it's like, I had another listener that had a JVC for years 
switched over and really liked it. But I have a friend that had a Sony for years. He went to JVC and he really likes that. So it's like, mm. you're not going to go wrong, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I mean, I, like I said, I had nothing to compare it to him. This is the only projector right. I've watched for more than 10 minutes at a time. So I think it looks great. Would I like another one more or less? I have no idea. Right. What I have looks great. Just having the 110 inch screen for, I mean, again, I had a 77 inch OLED and 110 inch screen is like double the size of a 77, right? It's like twice as big. Right. So it's just a whole different experience of the movie. It's yeah. like you're in a theater. Yeah. So I lo- what I love doing it now is I love going back and rewatching all these movies from the eighties and the you know early nineties that I saw in the theater a million years ago. And I've seen, you know, on VHS or DVD or whatever, but I haven't seen it on a big screen in 30, 40 years. I mean, I'm getting right. old now, you know, <laughs> and I'm go back and I'm watching, you know, anything, you know, karate kid, uh, oh. you know, cliffhanger we watched, um, you know, whatever, oh. you know, the, the, like the blues brothers, which I love. I never saw the blues brothers in the theater. I was six years old. Right. It's my son's 13 year old. It's his favorite movie. Like, it's incredible. <laughs> the, the music is amazing. It looks incredible. The, like the black, the black suits they wear. Yeah. Like it's an incredible home theater experience. I had never seen it on, in a theater before. Right. So it, it's, it's like watching it for the first time almost. Yeah, it, it really is. And even if you did see it in the theater, you didn't see it in the quality you're seeing now. That's true. In that's the theater. Back that, right. right. I mean, yeah, you saw it on a bigger screen, but right. I, I saw Black Adam this past weekend and I'm like, mm-hmm. even that screen I'm sitting there, and I got the, I got my, my tickets early. So I had the prime seats dead center. And when I say dead center, it's funny. You say like planning out your theater. It's like, I am mm-hmm. dead center left to right and vertically. I am mm-hmm. dead center on the screen. That's where I picked my seats. And I'm looking at this and I'm like. Man, it's too much grain in this. It just, it the picture did, and this is at the theater now. Hmm. I'm like, it just didn't look, per, it didn't look like I know I can get it at home. Right. And I think, I don't know if it's the texture of the screen. I don't know if it's the version that they got, it's their projectors or what, but it just felt too, there was too much of a texture to, to the film hmm. that I didn't like, that I know is going to be great when we get it at home. And, th- but that, that's what we'd like to do now. It's like, you go to the theater right. and it's like, our theaters are better than what we're getting at the theater at most theaters now. Right. Never mind back in the eighties, those theaters right. were crap compared to today's right. theaters. <laughs> it's like, right. We so, didn't know though. We didn't know what we thought they no. were great back then. We didn't know. Yeah. Cause we went home and watched like a 20 inch television. Well, that's a, right. We, I remember, like, I think we were like the first family that got a VCR. I think it was like 1982, maybe. And yeah. I remember my parents made a deal that if my brother and I saved half the money for a VCR, they would pay the other half. So I don't remember what a VCR cost, 500 bucks. I don't yeah. remember, but whatever. We, I remember we came up with the movie, I remember with the money, and we got the VCR. And I think the first movie we got was ET. So this yep. is probably like maybe 82, 83. And, uh, you know, you're watching, like you said, we probably had a 23 inch TV. You know, terrible quality. We thought it was amazing, but it was horrible. Like if yeah. you look at it now, but back <laughs> oh, then yeah. you didn't know. You didn't know. I mean, even so, like so, like LaserDisc. So I got a LaserDisc player probably, you know, probably nineteen ninety, ninety one, something like that. And I, th- I think I had 100, 125 LaserDiscs. But I mean, you know, what was I watching them on? I don't even. Remember. I would probably had a thirty six inch TV maybe back then, Ooh, and they were watching that's a Letterboxd. Big maybe maybe it was thirty two, twenty. <laughs> Mine was thirty two. Yeah. I don't, maybe it was 32 and we were watching, you know, widescreen. So we had black bars. Yep. So you couldn't really, there wasn't even much to see. No. But we thought it was amazing. 
And, you know, you'd have to tell people to come over, like, what are these black bars? You'd have to explain, well, you're actually seeing the whole movie for the first time. You're not missing half, you know, you're not missing two out of three characters. Right. You know, you can see the whole thing. Yeah. But it was small. It was small. Tiny. So I think we had like, what, 480 lines of resolution back then. And the resolution, that number was dictated by the vertical. Okay. Okay. So if you have black bars, we're running at what? 280 right 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 <laughs> so probably, yeah, probably 280 yeah. lines of resolution vertically right. you know and it's like that's but that's all we had i mean right. you could look i mean I, I saw through magazines and articles and stuff you see people with projectors actual the crt the big the three big guns on the front of the projector right. that would right. hang right. from the right. ceiling right. and I remember reading a hundred thousand dollars for this projector and it can be inverted. So you can have two of them. Jesus. Right. <laughs> like, so you can get a brighter image. I'm like, all right, $200,000 for two projectors. Deal sucker. <laughs> I'm like, right. it, but a 32 inch, that's right. what we consider. That's home. what we had. That's what, that's, that's what we, we had. Yeah. I think my first, I was trying to remember, I think my first surround sound system, I probably got like 92, 93. And I think it was, I think it was, it was in my parents' basement. I think I had five speakers. I don't think I had a subwoofer. So I probably had a front three and two surrounds. It was probably pro logic back then, I guess. Yep. Yep. It was like probably 92, 93. Mm-hmm. And the scene I remember as my demo scene, the, the first scene that really got me like hooked on surrounds, that was Batman returns near the end where he's chasing the penguin and he's in like a boat, like a bat boat or something. Yep. And he's going down a tunnel and it kind of swirls around the top of the tunnel and the surround and the, the sound went into the, like the rear, right to the rear left. And like it swirl around, like went around the room. Yep. And I probably played that scene like a thousand times. Like that was the one scene where I was like, Oh my God, this is surrounds that is unbelievable. Oh yeah. You no. Know, yeah. Like, it's, yeah. There were so many like that, like mine, uh, one of my favorites was Terminator two, uh, right. you know, and it, not the one where I use as a demo now, but, um, you know, when the Terminator goes to John Connor's parents' house, kills the parents. Right. Mm-hmm. But she's chopping vegetables, right. the mom yep. and the phone rings. I believe mm-hmm. it's on the left side of your screen. Well, in my bedroom at the time, that's where the phone was in my bedroom on the left okay. side. <laughs> So if right. I had people over and it rang right. on the screen, they thought it was right. the phone because it was that much off screen that you're like. You had people in your bedroom watching movies? What were they doing in your bedroom? Watching movies. That's... You had people in your bedroom? Your wife or other people? Anybody. Does everybody jump into the bed? Yeah. Well, yeah, it, um, pretty much because my bedroom at the time, I had this tiny room in my parents' basement that was okay. slightly larger than the uh, king-size waterbed that I had. Okay. And my buddies would, I used to work nights. This was right before I got married. So this was real. I got married in 93. So this was probably like 91 to 93 or something like that. Um, And I had like full blown home theater with speakers in the ceiling. They were car speakers and all around, you know, really bad Frankenstein, but it it, it was Mm -hmm. a home theater. So I was working nights. My buddies would come over to play video games while I was sleeping. They would mm-hmm. just come in the house and sit at the end of the bed and play video games. I had a 27 inch, just crappy TV that I just got the system, but I, my buddy would come over and we'd sit there, prop the pillows up behind us, sit there and watch a movie, crank right. it up. And especially if my parents weren't home, same right. with my wife, same thing. 
I've said that right. on the podcast. I'm like, I'd be like, right. I'm the only guy that'd be like, take a take the girl down to his bedroom and be like, let's go watch a movie. Watch a movie. And, and I, we I, watched a movie. Right. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I was like, she's like, huh? Okay. Well, I guess he's an honest guy. But, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's that's. And I used to bring people down to be like, come on down and watch this scene and do stuff like that. Same thing with Terminator. Uh, we'd sit at right. the foot of the bed to play video games and the TV would literally be like three feet from our face because the room like was NHL. You're playing NHL 92, yep. 94, whatever. NH- yeah. Yeah. NHL hockey. That's what it was right. called before it was NHL 94. I think 90, I don't What was the first year they put on it? But yeah, it might NHL. Was like yeah. Blades of steel. Like popular one. Blades, Blades of steel. Of steel. Yeah, sure. All I had a, I, I ran a fantasy hockey league during COVID. And I called it the Blades of Steel League. That's what I called. Oh, the nice! Blades yeah. of Steel fantasy hockey. Because yeah, there you back. go. Yeah, we yeah. ran we ran our own fantasy leagues back then. We used okay. to yeah we used to run fantasy leagues and just for before there were fantasy leagues around now. Um, right. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Why is that weird? Do yeah. you bring people over and hang out in my bedroom? <laughs> no, yeah. you know what? Back in those days, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's what we did. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's what we did. Um, yep. But yeah, I mean, it, you know, I yeah, I mean, we had yeah. Like if you look back now, it's like a joke the stuff we have. But that was like that. We thought it was amazing that we had it back then, and like the laser disc. Like I loved for a long time. Yeah. And then eventually, you know, eventually DVDs, and I like fought against DVDs. Like when DVDs first came out. I remember I would tell people DVDs suck, don't buy them. Because, you know, I had so much money invested in Laserdisc. Right. I didn't want to believe that DVDs were going to blow Laserdisc away, which obviously they did. Um, they so were I very resistant. close. I wouldn't say they blew them away. You well, were... not even in quality, just in terms of, you know, um, right. you know, catching on and people buying them. Yeah. You know, obviously Laserdisc was a very small number of people ever bought Laserdisc. Yeah. And, and, you know, I... And that I've said that here. I'm like, I'm surprised. I'm actually surprised at that taking a off the way it did, because for all intents and purposes, when DVD first came out, it was no different than Laserdisc other than the mm-hmm. size and that it was all you right. could. You couldn't even some of the movies still had to flip the disc. On, did a, they on, DVDs, on, a, did they? on the early ones, if you had a longer okay. movie, they would, I mean, you, you still kind of get it now with like Lord of the Rings extended cut. You got two discs, right? So right. it's like, you still kind of right. get it. Uh, you could fit more information on a DVD than you did on a single side of a laser disc. And if, and you remember like even laser disc, they had, what was it long play and they, they yeah. were different qualities to fit. Right. Well, there was like, the aliens box set, which was like eight flips. I, yeah. Aliens was like the special. You had to flip it like six or seven times to get through a two-hour and a half movie. It was ridiculous. Right, right. You because know, for they the had best the, quality. Right, because you got a, a higher bit rate, which took up right. more information, so you had to flip it more often. Um, and my first laser player, you actually it was a manual. You had to get up yep. and flip the disc. Right. Uh, my second one had it would automatically, it automatically do, do it, right. but it still had it. I mean, you didn't have to get up, but there was still a break. It didn't so just... any movie, so you watch a movie now that is a movie you owned on Laserdisc, right? This is like something only Laserdisc owners know. You always know where you had to flip the disc, right? If you're watching it now, will you? I will remember, bang, this is where I had to flip the disc. See, I, I've lost that. I've lost that. Okay. I used to know that. Certain movies, but, yeah. certain movies, I, I always know the flip, yeah. where the flip came in. 
I've lost that. It's like, I used to know that, but I've, I've lost that a long time ago, but you're right. Most laser display and most owners will know, like, right. especially a movie they've watched over and over. But yeah, I've right. lost that. I, I wouldn't even know where it would be on Star Wars right now, to be honest with you. Uh, that probably had um, two flips. I think. I think the yeah, New Hope. Um, I think the first flip was right before the trash compactor when they get onto the Death Star, and Luke says something into the microphone to R two. Where tell me where are we or something? I can't remember the exact line. Yeah, it's either right before, or right after the trash compactor. I think there was a flip. I don't. Know I could I'm look. I have my box sure you... set, and you just look at the chapters. <laughs> right. <laughs> It'd be like For some oh, reason. Yeah. I don't know. I just something. I just yeah. remember something about it. But um. But yeah, I mean, you know, like, so I have, I buy 4K discs now, you know, I have the Panasonic, the A20, whatever, and I love yep. watching the discs, but you know, the concern is it's not going to last forever because how long are people going to make these players? I mean, there's hmm. fewer and fewer people are buying them. I know some companies don't, you know, there's probably only a couple of companies that even make them. I don't even know if anybody other than Panasonic, maybe Sony in five years, is anybody going to be making these right. players anymore or that's going to be the end of it? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, it's funny because I had, I don't know if you heard my conversation that I had. I talked to John about it. I know I talked to Ara about it at one point. Um, why do we still use discs? It doesn't make sense. Right. Because like you could put an entire, you could put the entire star Wars saga on a flash drive. Mm -hmm. And it's because all the disc is, is you're, you're storing digital information. There's a, there's a better, neater way to actually store this information but they're not even exploring anything else because i think it's all going digital everything's going to right. be digital and it's just a matter of whether we're going to be able to stream it at such a high quality that it's not going to matter which right. we're, we're almost we're pretty much there already for 95 percent of the population I, I think the video right I, I think the video and streaming is very comparable to the disc i think the big difference is the audio like oh, yeah. when I watch the video, I don't see a major difference between streaming to like rings of power is for example, the video is insane. I don't know that my 4k discs are any better than that. It looked incredible, but the audio and specifically the bass, it to me is a world of difference. Like I emailed you about yeah. Top Gun Maverick. I watched it on the stream and I was oh. like, Oh, it's okay. But I know the 4k disc, which I know is coming out or is out now is going to be insane. It, it's to me, whatever the reason, the lossless lossy, the, the compression, it's a huge difference still. Between right. audio on a disc versus what you got on streaming. I have a theory on that. And I don't know if I've said it before, but um, I think they do that on purpose and they compress the, they, that's where they save most of their bit rate. Most of their information can be saved in the audio because mo most people have right. a decent television, right? A decent display that if I can give you the best, it, let me try not to take out as much and not to compress the video as much because most people are watching on a television with speakers, maybe a sound bar right. to go further. What we have where we can see it, we can hear a difference. Right. That is such a small percentage that right. it's worth it to them to save that bit right there and just give you the best possible video that you can get because marketing wise I'm selling TVs. It's the guy that's going to put in a receiver and take advantage of the full signal. Right. He'll get the disc anyways. <laughs> right. I had emailed you about that. You're like, what percent, how many, 
households have a five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. System with a sub, one out of a hundred, one out of five hundred. I don't know, one out of two thousand. Maybe it's one exactly. out of five hundred. To your point, most people don't have that. that we call it the delivery system. Yeah. To take advantage of that, but you're right. Everybody has a great TV because they're so cheap. Everybody yeah. has a four K TV. They're very expensive. So I don't know the technical side, but that would make sense to me. And yeah. maybe in three years or five years, the audio is going to catch up because obviously the technology evolves. Right. Maybe in five years, the audio on streaming will be the same as on the disc. Yeah. If this even exists anymore, you know, who knows? Right. And, it, you know, and, and know. that's the thing. It's, you know, like the idea to be able to, to stream, a, you know, lossless audio along with a lossless video, mm-hmm. it, it's going to come. I don't know how right. soon, maybe five right. years. I don't know. Right. I mean, there's always the possibility of downloading it and then watching it and, you know, a la well, it's Kaleidoscape. A right. It's right. A right. But can they do it even, will technology make it so that it's even faster so that you can, you know, so that even Netflix can deliver that to you that even, you know, any of, any of the streamers, will they be able to do it to for you? Uh, but then there's the, the, the thing that, do people want that right there's there's a small market like us that do right but you know like uh carl has been mentioning like apple tv is going to have something soon that's going to compete with the kaleidoscape but all of the research that i do into what's coming next for any of these streamers it's it's faster cheaper not Mm -hmm. more expensive slower Mm -hmm. and at right now it would be slower because you'd be downloading these things so it's like it's all that stuff it's like what does the majority of people want that's what's gonna that's what we're gonna get at first and then they're gonna try to roll out more but i don't think there's not a huge market for lossless audio video quality because people are people don't don't care don't know right most people like i said i don't know anybody i know one guy in my neighborhood who has something similar but pretty much none of my friends have any kind of system like I have and I, they don't care. I mean, I, I think they come over and they think this is cool. Wow. That sounds right. great. I, thanks for inviting me over, but no one's going home and saying, nobody says to me, oh, how do I build this? I no, want this. I know nobody, they don't care. It, isn't that amazing? You know? It's like, I never had one person say, Jonathan, this is amazing. I got to have this. How do I get this? Right. I'd love to help somebody do it, but no one's ever said to me, <laughs> how do I do this in my house? Because they, they don't care or, yeah. you know, they have other things to do, you know, whatever, but. Right. It, it, it That's just it. It's like, they want to come home. They want to put it on, put the, put the news on transition right. into something, you know, entertaining and go to bed. And that, right. that's the majority of the people with their, their television. But like how many times I've now my hockey team, I I've said, I had a bunch of guys in my theater and I've got three guys that have bought that are buying or bought TVs are mm-hmm. upgrading their systems. They're not going the route that we have, but they, they are like, Oh, Hey, you know, and they're asking, what do I get here? What do I do here? And it's like, right. How can I get something that even approaches this? I get a little bit of that, but yeah, you're right. I, I can't think of, I've had a few people that have asked, but they never really follow through, but, it, and I'm saying a few people in my life, right right you know not like recently i mean in your life most people like this is great i love this gotta go (laughs) but it's like it's not that hard like to come up with something even if you don't have like top of the line system like just to get like a 5.1 and a subwoofer and it just makes it such a different experience like watching a movie it's like 
it just like the sound is so critical to these movies. Like to me, if you're watching Infinity War and you're watching it on like a 65 inch TV through the through the regular TV speakers, like what experience are you having? You have no bass, you have no surround sound. Uh, you're getting the story, but what experience are you having if you don't have speakers like placed properly? Well, you're you're getting the experience that we got before we knew any better, right? Okay. So like when we were coming up in the 80s and 90s and we had I had great sound on my laser disc. I had great sound through VHS, but I had a tiny picture. So, but we loved it and that's all we had. Now, right. some people right. some people have like you know, they'll start at like a 42 inch television and they're like, I want to get something bigger. Okay. And then, and that, that's their evolution, right? So then they'll go to a 65, maybe a 75 or 80 something inch. They'll, you know, they'll splurge for the whatever. And they'll be like, this is just an awesome immersive experience because mm -hmm. they're getting stereo sound, but they're getting that huge picture to sit in front of. Right. If the bugs had really has taken hold, they'll sit there for a while. And I mean like a year or so and be like, now, how do I improve from here? Right. And right. that's, it takes, I mean, to go from zero to a hundred is very rare. It's like, it's usually, it's like, even like my, my Lumigen, I was talking to John today on the phone about it. It's like, I didn't want one. I, I did. I, I knew they were nice, but it was an issue that I found that I said, huh, how do I solve this? And it took me months of research and looking and trying different things that it was like, this will solve that problem. And, and then it did, but it wasn't like, I was just like, okay, next thing on my bucket list is to get this. It's if you see an issue, solve the issue. These people with giant TVs, but no sound system, they don't right. have an issue with that, but they're still right. enjoying the immersiveness of sitting in front of like a 75 inch television. You right. Know. Which is, which is great, which is great. But yeah. to me, like, like, so what is, so audio and video for a, like a home theater experience? Is it 50, 50? Is it 55 audio, 45 video? Like, what do you, like, what is the breakdown of importance? Like, is one more important than the other, or is it like a pure 50, 50 split? So <laughs> we'll go down this road again. <laughs> this one gets people fired up. Uh, yeah. Steven Spielberg will say, tell you it's 70% audio. Um, okay. and it's, I can, I've said like, if you take, you watch a video with no audio or watch a video and change the audio. And I've seen mm -hmm. those demonstrations where it's like, okay, watch this video. And there was one where this guy's walking down the street and just by the tempo of the score that they changed, mm -hmm. they'll, they'll have like this angry score and it looks like he's mm -hmm. just mad and he's about to go. And then there would be like a dangerous type score. And you'll be like, oh no, something bad's going to happen here. And you, it changes your emotion. Right. But then there'll be a happy score and be like, Ooh, he just, he's going to a birthday party or something, you know, it's like, right, but it's the right. same damn video every single right. time, same right. expression on everybody's face, same everything, but it's just that how powerful sound is. But right. then you get, then I, I'll, I'll throw out that example, but then I'll get, yeah, but without the video, you got nothing. Yeah. But at the same time I can play audio with no video and still get those emotions out of you. You know, you're like, uh Oh, something bad's going to happen in here. And it's, there's no, there's no audio, no video. I mean, but at the same time, you look at a great image and you'd be like, Oh 
that is just beautiful. Look at that on a nice OLED or something, or like you said, on a 110-inch screen, which I want to get into that too as well, the difference between like a nice OLED and a 110-inch mm-hmm. screen. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it it to me, I think it's like, and I've said it before, I said it on SVS when I was on their, you know, audiophile happy hour or whatever, and I said, it's not about the equipment, it's about the man in the box. Right. So where are you in your evolution of your theater is what's going to be more important. Like if you like me with the Lumigen, and I said this to John today, we were laughing. I'm like, I see an issue with, it was with foundation at the time, but I'd seen the issue on other streaming issues, uh, blocking and not looking good. And, but it was with foundation that really made me pull the trigger and really Mm -hmm. delve into this and get this problem solved. Now, if I saw that issue and I said, now let's go upgrade my speakers. That doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. Right. But at that moment, I thought my video was the most important thing at the time. Right. For so that, it, it, right. It, it's really where you are in, in your evolution, which is more important to you. And right. overall, I think I like the, not that I like motorbearing, but I think the audio to me is more important. Like I love the audio. Like to me, it's the audio. It's like the bass and the pans and the overhead effect. Like to me, it's yeah. like, I love anything that goes from speaker to speaker, you know, yep. front pan to the rear, right? Like, I just love any of that stuff. Yeah. And then, like, I'm not, like, a bass head, but, like, you know, when the bass kicks in, it's, like, amazing. So, for me, it's, like, the audio is, like, the best part of it. Obviously, the video is important, but I, lo- I love the audio. I, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, I'm the same way. It's, like, the pan. I love a good pan. Pans yeah. front, rear, side, overheads now. The, the one in the Batman where the car rolls and the pan goes around your, you're rolling your room. Yep. The sound rolls around over your head the long way, right? Not front to rear, but left to right. You're rolling down the hill, whatever. There's stuff like that. Um, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. Um, yeah. but if I had to put a number, it'd be like 55, 45. There was a time in my life. I'd be like 80, 20. But that right. time in my life, I had a 32 inch television, right? Right. right. <laughs> so you say like the, the, the audio is so important. Like I say, yeah. but at the same time you went from an OLED to a 110 inch screen mm-hmm. because that 110 inch is what that, that video image at that size makes, I think it pulls that audio out for you too. It, it, it gets you more immersed so that you can just really sit there and let that, let the sound envelop you. And now the picture can envelop you too, because now you're sitting like in front of a movie screen. Right. 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 And yeah, it's the, it's the sheer size and also just the, you know, every, if you go to the movies, there's a projector projecting the light into a screen, like just having that feel yes. that I can look up and see the light beam and you can put your hand up and make funny animal yeah, things it, that your yep. favorite kids <laughs> do it all the time. You know, it's like fun. It's like, you're like, Oh, I'm in yes. the movies again. Yes. You know, you don't get that with a TV. No, you don't. And and I I think I said it on last year's Thanksgiving podcast. I don't know if I would get rid of a projector, even if they came out with like a display, like they're talking about the, you know, your, your your Lego kits that you'd you'd put multiple display and it's going to be like an OLED on your wall, but you could make it 110 inches. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. I, st- I agree with you. I like that you come in the room, the screen's right. just white and you look yep. in the back and there's a projector there. And it's right. like, 
it's that projected image on the screen that it's a different feel. It's a different feel. It, it, right. It's a cinematic look. It's a cinematic feel like you're in a movie theater. The OLED, there's no, the quality in the OLED is incredible. I had it for like a year. It, there's no question about it. The black levels are insane. The mm-hmm. colors, it looks amazing. And like for sports, it was out of this world. I don't get the same. When I watch sports on the projector, it's not the same. It's big, but the quality isn't anywhere near what I had in the OLED. Right. It, it's not the same, but the sheer size just, to me, just makes up for all whatever shortcomings it has, like quality-wise. Right. Just like we said, the size. That when you walk in, you see the white. Like, I just love looking at the mirror and just looking at the white screen. It doesn't have to be anything playing. Yeah. I'll just, like, stare at the screen like, oh, my God, I have a screen, like, yeah. in my house. It's like, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. Just, like, having the screen there. And when people walk in, they're like, oh, my God, you have a movie screen? Like, yeah. nobody has that. Like, very few people. I mean, people listening to this have it, but, right. you know, 99% of the population would never think to replace a TV. With a, they'd say, what, are you crazy? Yeah. You're not going to buy a, put a projector screen in your house. Are you nuts? Yeah, exactly. You know, that's what makes it fun. Like, that's what makes it fun. That's what makes this whole hobby fun. Yeah. It's, you're, you're outside the box, you, you know, from most people. You're there. Just your seats too. The theater right. seats. Having those delivered. That When I had mine delivered, that, that was 20 years ago. The guys delivering didn't know what they were pulling out. They were like, what right. the? They thought it was a couch. And they're right. like, what the? And they, uh, we got to put this thing together? What the hell? It, right. it, it's such a, it, it, I it's honestly, awesome. it, it, it is, it is awesome. It, it's, but we're such a niche. I'm surprised where there's a bit the, the JVC, Sony, Pioneer, you know, Marantz, Den, you know, these companies, I'm surprised they all exist because it feels mm-hmm. like there's so few of us, but look at the market we're supporting. Maybe. maybe I don't see, I think there has to be more of us that we don't know, but I think a lot of people like maybe in like, I don't know, it's the Midwest or like North Dakota, like people who have a big land and they have a lot of money out there and land, they have cheap, you know, it's much cheaper for real estate. Yeah. I feel like they have big houses and they have like some crazy home theaters going on out there. Like there's maybe not as much to do. You live in a more rural area, you're, you know, farmland yeah. or something. I feel like out there, these people have some crazy money and some great theaters and maybe it's big in. Europe and, and Asia. I don't know. Maybe in Asia, it's, it's big to have a home yeah. theater like this. I, I don't know, but like it, in my world, it isn't, but there's probably places, you know, maybe Canada home theater is big. I don't know. I guess Rob would know. Yeah. I you could ask him. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't but know. It's, it's a big world. And just because like we live in, you know, kind of like more urban areas where there's a million things going on and there's a million choices and a million things to do and whatever, you know, maybe some people who were like in a more less populated area, they're like, well, I'm going to watch a movie every night. I don't have right. a million things to do, you know, or I'm older, I'm retired or something. And, you know, I love, I love movies. So let me build a cinema. So I think there are people out there. I yeah. don't know them, but I'm sure they're out. I mean, some of them are listening to you. Yep. Some are listening to AV Rand. I mean, you have, you know, you have listeners, but yeah. you're right. I mean, if the, all these companies exist, somebody has to be buying this stuff. Right. Somebody's buying it with I enough mean, volume. Yeah. With enough volume right. to for R and D for everything that they do to keep this going. And that's, and I like, that's why I love like some of the scenes when I talk about like the little things that go on in scenes, when they, when they do a pan and, and it's, and you get to experience that in your home theater and they do a pan correctly. Most people wouldn't care if they did it right or wrong. Like, you know, like the guys there, there's one coming up. I think in this week's podcast where 
they're talking on one side and then the camera angle switches and their voices switch to the other side of the screen. Mm -hmm. They just centered that nobody, even us, we wouldn't care. But mm -hmm. the fact that they did that is like, that's the stuff I think it's artists like that. The sound designers doing stuff like that, us buying the equipment. It's all of this is what drives the market. Right. And it's right. like coming up with, you know, Dolby coming up with Atmos and then DTS doing their DTS X. And it's like, it's, it's getting, there are enough of us and it's like, yeah, it, it our podcasts are, are such a small percentage of that market, but even that market, if there's billions of people on the planet and it's like 1% of 1% right. of the people, right. our whole theater fans, number of people, that's right. millions of people. Right. There's like, what, 8 billion, I don't know, 8 billion people, people on the planet or something. Right. right. Yeah. Right. So even if it's a percent of a percent, it still could be millions of people. Millions of people are doing and this. There are people, and there are people with money out there. I mean, there's people who have money. It's ridiculous. Who can afford, there's people with money who can afford this kind of stuff. Right. You know. Right. And, and, and it's, and that's the thing is we, believe it or not, we are at like the low end, uh, like right. all of our stuff. Right. I was saying what that. you could. Of what is out there. Like who buys a $26,000 JVC projector? Like that's insane. Like you got to have just money that doesn't mean anything to you right well we you know that's the funny thing is like the twenty six thousand dollar projector is like for some people that's like having the porsche panorama the the four-door right that's their weekend beat on car right that's like they got so much money and they'll get a jvc right. be like yeah just throw that one in right. but like the real right. enthusiast goes for like the hundred thousand dollar projectors or in their home, right? But we, the JVC is to us, that's something we aspire to. But mm -hmm. there's a whole market out there that's probably supporting this way more than we are by just being like, yeah, just throw this at it, throw this at it, throw, you know, like there's, um, have you heard of the service where you, for these theaters, like uh, uh, I, I use Bob Kraft all the time because he's the billionaire in our area. But it's like, did you go to his, did you go to his wedding last week? Were you invited? I'm not allowed to say. No, let's say because <laughs> I know Brady didn't go, so I and I think Belichick no, he didn't was go there. Brady went. Oh, yeah, Brady Belichick was, didn't go. No, Belichick didn't go. Brady okay. was there. Brady went. Um, okay. and uh, what's his name? The he plays for the Pats now. Um, the defensive back, um, that's been around for a while. I forget his name. He was there as well, but I I, I can neither confirm nor deny that I was there. Understood. So. Um, but yeah, so there's a service where they get like it, when it comes out in the theater, you get the mm -hmm. movie in your house and it's it like, so this is like above Kaleidoscape. Like the oh God. Level. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it, I mean, you get it in your house and it's like, I think the system costs like $40,000, 30 or $40,000 right. for the system. Then the movie is like 500 bucks. Right. That's and you insane. get to it's watch ridiculous. it as many times as you want for 48 hours. For 500 bucks, right? That's crazy. But it is crazy, but there's a market for that. There are people out there like your Howard Stearns or your, right. you know, that don't right. want to go anywhere. And they're like, right. They've got so much money. They don't, doesn't they, matter. They couldn't, they couldn't spend it all. So they'll do stuff like this. And like, like a Bob, Bob Kraft could have, you know, we're excited because we got two rows of seating. They actually right. have a theater, right? Right. And they have these systems. I think that's the, that's the R&D. That's where your Sony's, your $80,000 Sony projectors are like, they're showing that to us as like, hey, look at you. We're going to use it. I think it's a marketing tool for me and you that they, now they come out with two years later and go, this was in the, 
the what is it the 380z or whatever the hell it's called that sony projector but they're like hey this new sony projector has some technology from that in it but they mm. have there are projectors out there that are that blow that stuff away we can't even right. fathom that but there are people right. that are doing it you know and right. they have systems that we would just be like holy crap right how do you do that well, it's, but, it's better we never see those systems because then we, we don't know what we're missing well i and i when i talked to um brent butterworth he he's seen those systems and he's like our right. systems are just as good if not okay. better at times because right. they're more intimate they're smaller they're taken care of whereas you go into these bigger systems they're they're just for that person that just doesn't want to go to the movies they have enough money they don't care about it it's right. probably not calibrated to the degree that we are and they don't care about the nitty gritty. It's an amazing experience because it's a big giant room in a home, but it's, I've seen some, you see some of them on YouTube and you're like, how, you know, they'll have like 15 seats. Right. I don't know. That's, right. you know, you don't have, 50, right. You don't need 15 seats and you're too far away. It's a bigger screen, right. but it's now you get into the, how close am I sitting to the screen? In your room, is that 15-seat cinema any better than your room? I don't right. think so. It's, right. you know. Right. So just enjoy what we have, and we have you know, more than it, most. <laughs> we do. And I and I feel, I kind of feel guilty, because so I really don't go to the movies anymore. I have not been to a movie this year. The la- I, saw, I saw one movie last year. I saw No Time to Die, because my son and I wanted to see it. We, yeah. you know, it was postponed for years, so we wanted to see it. But So I always went to a million movies, and... You know, I st- obviously everybody stopped going during COVID and I, like, I feel guilty saying it, but I have no desire to go back to the movies for a couple of reasons. Number one, because of what I have, you know, what, what I have is great, but I, I honestly, like, I'm like OCD. So like, I, when I used to go to the movies before, like now you have assigned seats, right? You pick your seats in advance. Yeah. So back in the old days, when you just bought a ticket and went in, I would move my seat like four times, like in the first 10 minutes of the movie. Like I can't stand if somebody like coughs or sneezes or yeah. somebody's talking or on their phone, it drives me insane. So it would drive my wife crazy yeah. because I, she'd be like, can we sit here? I'm like, well, we'll, let's see what happens in a few minutes. We might move. I'd move. Like I just, if I go to a movie now and people are on their phones and I oh. see that light one time, it kills two hours for me because all I'm thinking is when are they going to check their phone again? Right. I'm just like too like crazy like that. That's just me, my issue. And it like ruins it for me. Like I can't sit there. If people are on their phone or talking and, you know, you're in your assigned seat, so you can't even really move anymore. Right. Because, you know, you're in that, you have your seat. So yeah. I'm like, I can just get up and walk somewhere else and, you know, if it's crowded or whatever. But, so I like have no desire. It's not the money. I just don't have any desire to go to the movies unless it was like, you know, some crazy movie that I had to see day one or whatever. Right. I'll just wait. I'll just wait for the disc or for streaming and watch it at home. And I hate saying that because so much of my life was at the movies and, that was like the best experiences, but I've just like lost that desire to go to the theater. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. I, I just Tough. went, I just went and I, I, but I agree with you like a hundred percent. Um, I spent years of even before the podcast, people saying, Oh, whole, you know, theaters are going under theater. I'm like, Oh, we got to support our theaters. We've got to support mm-hmm. our theaters and all of this. And I'm like, HD guys, they've been wanting this for a long time, even before years and years before COVID. I'd just rather get it, watch it at my house. Um, I, I'm one of the people that was trying to convince Ira to go see Top Gun Maverick. And he eventually mm-hmm. did because his daughters bought the tickets and talked him into it. But mm-hmm. 
I, I like you, I, it's, I'm just finding it harder to go. And it has to be like, I'm, I have my tickets for, I, I saw black Adam. I have my tickets for, um, Wakanda forever, but mm. it's just, it, it's getting to be more and more rare that I need to see this movie instead of just right. waiting for, you know, what would be up to two months, three months. Right. Um, I think maybe Top Gun Maverick might change a lot of people's opinions of that idea because that's the first one to actually really milk the bejesus out of the theater experience mm -hmm. right? right because everybody's like oh I'll wait and get it at home well they pulled a fast one on you there they're not releasing it at home until you know obviously next month right but it's i, I i'm just I, I i agree with you and i think it's our theaters yeah. that makes us feel this way because we know better we're like yep. put your phone away don't right. why why are you talking why are you doing anything right. we know better we can get a better experience um i still like to go like when i saw black adam and it's like uh the person next to me was talking i thought the video quality wasn't as good mm -hmm. i still had a good time with my son and i mm -hmm. i'm really just kind of scouting out what i'm gonna see in my theater that's what i've turned mm -hmm. it into you know okay and it's yeah, it's just like I would probably go see like the new Indiana Jones movie when it comes out because yeah. I, like Indiana Jones is my favorite. So that's like one that I would probably go see just to see it and not wait. Right. But other than that, and like, you know, I mean, if, if Star Wars movies come out, I'll, I'll go see a Star Wars movie, I would think. Yeah. You know, if a new Star Wars trilogy or something comes out, I would I would go see that because I want I'd be interested in it. Yeah. But um, but for the most part, yeah, I just it's just hard to get me back into a theater. Yeah. You know, Avatar, um, Avatar, I would go. Because it's gonna, you know, it's gonna look amazing. You know, it's yeah. gonna, that I would go because you know the 3D is gonna be incredible and it's Cameron and you gotta wait 20 years for a James Cameron movie these days. So, <laughs> so for something like yeah, I could I could see myself going to see Avatar, but maybe I don't go opening night. Maybe I go on a Tuesday at four o'clock or something when it's not, you know. See, I'm the people. opposite. I like I, I want to see it opening night. I want to be mm -hmm. like the first. Pre I want to be part of the first group there because I feel mm -hmm. like that's where i have the chance of getting something you can't get at home and that's that mm -hmm. that crowd experience and that right. that cheering like right. um spider-man no way home that was mm -hmm. an incredible experience in the theater right. that there there were some you know you know very emotional moment now i mean emotional like yeah like everybody right. cheered right so much so that there's a gap in the movie i, I do miss that. that i do i do right? miss that you're right that and that is something you don't have at home that's you true. can't get that at home yeah, and that's true so like when those things happen and then having experienced it in the theater well now i can get a taste of that at home because i remember that when mm -hmm, that right. scene comes up, you go, you start to get, I'm getting chills on my forehead. I'm like getting chills thinking about Spider-Man No Way Home. And you're like, right. you're like, yeah, you remember that experiencing right. the crowd, experiencing everything. Um, like when Thor showed up in Infinity War and he shows mm -hmm. up in Wakanda and he comes in and, you know, I wa right. I just watched it the other day and I jumped right to that scene because I was like, it, it was just so much fun in the theater when he came through and everybody cheered and we were still hopeful that maybe they were going to win. 
<laughs> right. But right. In, in that movie anyways. <laughs> yeah, I did see that one in the theater. Infinity War is a great movie. So I had not, I'm not like a huge Marvel guy. So when I saw Infinity War with my son, he knew more about Marvel than I did. Mm. So we went to see it in the theater and I was like, every like five minutes, I was like, who's that? Who's that superhero? Who's that? I didn't know who all they, I didn't know who they were. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I didn't know who half of the people were. So I was like, he's like, leave me alone. <laughs> like I knew, I figured out who Thor was and I knew Spider-Man, but like a bunch of the, like the more like offbeat characters, I don't know, Hawkeye and yeah. War Machine. What I didn't know, I had no idea who these people were. Okay. No idea. Because oh, I haven't wow. seen like all, I don't have like, I haven't seen all the movies. I'm not, a, I like right. Marvel, but I'm not like obsessed with it. Yeah. So I didn't know all the bad, but I loved it in the theater. Like the ending of Infinity War in the theater, like my jaw dropped. I was, I looked at my, I was like, oh my God. And yeah. I wasn't even like as invested as you were or people who were big Marvel fans. But hundred percent, that was like a movie where you're like, oh my God. It ended that way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so, that was awesome. Like Empire Strikes Back or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, or uh, Rocky. The Rocky, which one? Original. The original, the first one. Yeah, well, that, I never saw the, that. We didn't see that. We didn't see that in the theater. Or maybe uh, you did. No, I didn't. I didn't see that in the theater. No, the first Rocky I saw in the theater was Rocky Three. Me too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Rocky Three. And uh, did you see Empire Strikes Back in the theater? Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I saw. saw I didn't I, see Star Wars. I, I saw Star Wars. My dad took me to that. By the time Empire came out, I was ten. So it that was all right. We got to go see that. And I oh. I, that for a long time into my thirties was my least favorite star Wars movie because okay. I recognized it was a good movie, even into my, you know, my teens into, into my twenties. Um, but I didn't like that. The empire was winning that the mm -hmm. empire was doing better. I, how do we, mm -hmm. how can this be everybody's favorite? The empire's doing mm -hmm. good. I didn't like that. I it was like, that's my, what makes it great. That's what makes it, it great. Exactly. Like unexpected. But, but my 10 year old mind was like, no, but then at the end of star Wars, at, at the end of a new hope, I felt bad for Vader tumbling off into the abyss mm -hmm. <laughs> like, of space. I was like, where's mm -hmm. he going to go? I'm like, right. I was petrified <laughs> of him the whole movie, but now I'm like, oh my God, that's going to be horrific. <laughs> like, right. You're just going out into the blackness. I was like, oh no. So I, I mean, I always just felt, bad for those people <laughs> but yeah empire strikes back was for the longest time i was like how do people think this is a great movie the, the best star wars mm -hmm. movie nah i mean well I, you I, could never get back like back in like the 80s like the anticipation of going into return of the jedi or uh, rocky three or um indiana jones of the temple of doom for me like for me yeah. the anticipation of walking into indiana jones of the temple of doom will never be replicated by no. any movie you can't as an adult like you can never have that level of excitement yeah. of like begging your parents. I got to go now. I got to go. I, like you just yeah. cannot have that again. You know what else people you know? don't get, have to do nowadays. I, at least not around me and I'm probably not around you either. Um, mm -hmm. maybe in the Midwest, um, do people wait outside in the rain to see a movie, to get into the movie, like to get in. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> it's like when we did, it's like, you'd be waiting Right. First, you go to one window to buy your ticket, and then right. you got to get in line, and to then in. go in, and it's like that. You could be outside in the rain, and you're waiting, and then you could still smell the popcorn. You're outside the you're right. outside the building. I right. I think a lot of people don't. Most kids nowadays they have no idea. Like a movie theater was literally a one room thing. You went in, there was a lobby, and then a theater. There was no right. place for you to wait. Right. It is, for the size of the amount of people that were in the theater. 
I remember doing that. Do you remember going past the people that saw it right before you and you were like trying yes. not to you're listen like, to it? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, we're like, oh, yeah, like going in and out of a Rocky movie and being like, oh, right. yeah. <laughs> right. 100%. No, you you hate the people when you were going in and the people were coming out, like if it was like Return oh. of the Jedi, like you hated all those people. Right. Because you were like, go away. Why are you near me? Right. Go. It was away. like Twitter. <laughs> Right, right. It's probably it's worse now because now everything is spoiled. Well, it's, now it's so hard now with with Twitter. It just and Twitter and podcast and everything. It's just so hard yeah, not to spoil. It, it is. I, I think I do a decent job of it, considering I'm on a podcast. I do. I research stuff for the podcast, and I still like John, who says I hate. He doesn't like trailers, so he won't watch right. them because he doesn't want to watch stuff get right. spoiled. Right. Right. I love trailers. That's all I'll watch. But inevitably, like, oh my God. And he's this latest movie. Oh my God. The people spoiled it so bad. I was like, really? My son and I thought it was great. I didn't see anything coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I wasn't spoiled at all. And John gets spoiled. But John loves to be in the forums. He loves to read all the headlines and right. all that stuff. But he won't watch the trailers, which you know they're not going to spoil anything. It's just. Right. But you're right. It's like if you're out there and you're reading all of that, it's, it's hard it's to hard. avoid. I try I try it's hard to avoid because it pops up everywhere. Um you know, your buddy Steve George, he spoiled something for me. I got a bone to pick with him, but I'll take that offline. I'll, I'm gonna take that <laughs> offline. I'm gonna email him, I'm gonna take that offline. In I'm the not green room. Him, bring it up. I'll, I'll bring what, it in the green room. He what spoiled it, something for I don't want to bring it up, but I'm, he's I'm a little known bit for at him. spoiling stuff. We have that yeah. joke in um uh, did did you block him? Did he block you? <laughs> No, I don't. No, no, I don't okay. think so. Uh, no, we, Steve and I, I stuck up for him on this one too because I, it wasn't a spoiler. Um, okay. It was from um, it, the uh, the latest. Oh, what the hell was the movie? It uh, it was one with uh, Patrick Stewart in it where he played Xavier. X Men? Yeah. Well, he was Xavier in X Men, but. It was the, oh, it was, um, multiverse of madness. Okay. Yeah. And I didn't say it. So in multiverse of madness, you see Patrick Stewart in there because he's on, he's in the movie as professor Xavier and mm-hmm. he put out, uh, four images, uh, from watching it. He's like, oh, multiverse of madness was so good. The imagery is so good. And he, he did his little thing where he put four images and one of them had Patrick Stewart. Somebody right. called him out on it on Twitter and be like, hey, spoilers. And now, meanwhile, right. it's out on disc. It had been out on disc for weeks or a couple mm-hmm. weeks. Uh, so it had been out in the movie theater for months and months uh, or at least two months. And he's like, and Patrick Stewart is in the trailer. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. so this guy, I'm like, he's all mad. Right. At, and we laughed about it, but we're like. So right. we pointed out to him, he ended up blocking me too. Cause I was like, I stuck up for Steve. I was like, oh no, okay. it's in the trailer. And I, and he goes, oh, well, cause it's in the trailer. doesn't mean it's a sport, not a spoiler or right. whatever. So right. I'm like, uh, kinda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have it. Listen, you have a home theater podcast. You're talking about these things. It's, it's impossible yeah. to say, you can't say nothing. I mean, you're talking right. about content. I get, yeah, I'm not, we, like I said, I'm like, I'm not mad at Steve, but he did. I'm going to, I'm not going to say it on here, but I am going to take it off live with him. I'm not mad, but it was just kind of like, oh, Steve, how could you do that to me? But I'll, t- I'll tell him that separately. Oh, I can't wait to find out what it was. That, yeah, that was that's I'll, a good I'll one. email you after, I'll email you after the show. Yeah, that but, was, uh, that was a good one. He's, I yeah. mean, but you do that. Um, we've done John's 
for a guy that doesn't like spoilers, John does it all the time. Like, I'll be like, mm-hmm. when we started doing chat, I go, let's do spoiler free talk. And he goes, why? Mm-hmm. Like, cause people want to mm-hmm. hear our opinions about the movies without it being ruined. Right. right. <laughs> you know, it's hard and, to do. It's hard to do. It it's is. hard to do. It's but hard he to does, talk about a movie. He it's does hard. it all the time. He'll be like, he'll go right into, I'm like, bah, bah, bah. I'm like, you right. can just say if like, you liked it or not, but it right. is, it's hard to do, but it, it, you can do it. And it's, I tried yeah, I mean, not I'm to, on Twitter but and I, I see stuff yeah. on Twitter, you know, game of Thrones, your game, game of Thrones. Like what's the, what, so what is the time limit when you're allowed to talk about something without support is it two years five like what is the number well what's funny what's funny is (laughs) the one that i was telling you about with steve somebody goes so oh there's a rule for this now and i go well the uh i was think the farrelly brother not farrelly brothers the um uh uh the brothers that did infinity war and endgame oh the um russo 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 brothers and I go, well, the Russo brothers called it 10 days. 10 week, days. 10 days. That was it. it, and, it a week, and they it. had the biggest spoilers for Endgame. That's when it came out. And they said it on like the Today Show or something. They were, and I sent it to them and I sent them the video of them saying it. It's 10 days. Once it's, wow. once it's been out for 10 days, it's free wow. to talk that's, about on Twitter yeah. or whatever. Nah, that's, um, that's wrong. Six months minimum, six, maybe a year, six months to a year. I mean, you got to give people a chance to watch stuff. Well, what I think, if you're going to talk about it, say spoilers, that's all. Right. Just like, just be like, oh, spoilers, spoilers. And it's like, I'll talk about things in movies. Like, like if you haven't seen Top Gun, I'll be like, oh, like say I have Todd on and I'll be like, oh, that's that battle scene. Spoilers. There's battles in Top Gun, right? You don't know what we're talking about, but you, you know that this scene is in there. I, Right. That's a, I can get away with it like that. No, I think you're you're pretty good. I you're, I but think you're I think you're good at it. I think you're. I yeah. try to do that, but other than that, it's like yeah, to give away an actual plot point. Like, can right. you believe such and such was in the movie, or or right. you know something that wasn't supposed to be there? You know that, or something you were surprised about. That's when it's really bad. I was so surprised they were in this. Right. Wow. You just ruined it for everybody else <laughs> that wants to experience that surprise. <laughs> yeah. Game of so. Thrones. Some, my cousin spoiled something for me on Facebook, a major death of a character in Game of Thrones, like season four or something. Oh. And I was so mad. I was so mad. It was the next uh, morning. Game of Thrones was on Sunday night and he posted it like Monday morning or something. And I hadn't I seen it Sunday. And I was so right. mad at him. And then after that, I, after that, I watched every Game of Thrones episode live the rest of the series just to not have that happen. Yeah. I had, I had one spoiled on big bang theory on a movie I'd never seen or I had seen, but, um, it was later on. So, uh, the Harry Potter, it was the Harry Potter series. Okay. And Sheldon ruined it for Leonard in the show. I didn't even know what they were talking about at the time. Okay. Okay. Cause I didn't know the characters. I'm not, I wasn't really into Harry Potter. Right. And then all of a sudden I'm watching Harry Potter from my other podcast. We were breaking it down and I realized who the character was. And then that scene from big bang theory came back. Mm. I go, Oh my God, this guy's going <laughs> to die. Right. Right. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it was a joke on the show. Cause the movie had been out for years, but I'd never seen it, but it's like, as it was going on, I was like, Oh my God, they said that. Right. And it all came flooding back as I'm watching the movie. So, right. I mean, 
it happens but yeah. even with rings of power like i was trying to watch it like i can't always watch it the day it came out whatever team friday i think and there were a couple of times i saw some on twitter that i wish i didn't know but you can't always watch everything the minute it comes out it's just right. life right you know you can't always watch it right away yeah it's you i've know. done a pretty good job of avoiding that stuff i usually try to watch the stuff pretty soon too um mm-hmm. but i've avoided i can't say i've had too much spoiled for me um I know recently this past weekend, I didn't have anything spoiled and that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, John did and, but it's, it is, it's tough. So, the problem is there's too much stuff to watch. Like there's yeah. too many movies. There's too many shows. You it's, you don't even know. Like I sit there half the time with my Apple TV, just flipping for a half hour. I don't know what to watch. There's yeah. too much stuff. It's like, it's like, you don't even know what to put on first. Yeah. And, and my wife, my wife and I do that all the time. We're like, what do you want to watch? I don't know. What have we been watching? Oh, right. Oh, okay. Let's try this. And then you got to be in the mood for it. Cause my wife likes like murder shows mm-hmm. and I'm just like, I'm not in the mood for this heavy stuff right now. <laughs> like, do we right. have something funny? Right. Um, have you seen reboot? No, I don't even know what that is. What's reboot? Do you have Hulu? No, I do. I have, I, I don't know reboot. Okay. It's, uh, Judy Greer's in it. Um, yeah, there's a, the cast is really good. Uh, it's, um, Johnny Knoxville is in it. Okay. And it's a bunch of, um, Paul Reiser. He's in mm-hmm. it. He, he plays a guy that he wrote this show and they're bringing it back. Like basically okay. what's going on. It's a, it's kind of a sitcom about a sitcom that's being okay. rebooted. Okay. It's done really, really well. It's hysterical, but what's, what's really fun to watch in this one, it's not really a home theater. It's not a home theater movie at all, but what's really good about it is, so the actors are playing actors, right? That, and some of them are better actors than other actors in Mm -hmm. uh, uh, like what I'm saying, their characters are better actors than other actors, but they're playing like, it's just amazing. The dynamic that they're doing because, uh, there's this one guy, one character that, he's supposed to be like overacting and stuff and doing like, that's just the way he is. He's a very serious actor that's on this sitcom, but then they go into these scenes and they, and it's supposed to be now they're filming the scene for the sitcom within this show. And right. then they go into the serious scene and you get emotional. Like you're like, mm-hmm. Holy crap. He just nailed that scene. But then they mm-hmm. come right out of it and go, what did you think of that? And blah, blah, blah. now they start acting normal again, but then they go back mm-hmm. to acting all serious and dramatic. And you're like, crap. and it was just, it's right. just fun to see that. But then yeah. the show's hysterical too. It's just, I mean, right. it is it's a show or a movie or a it's series. It's a show. It's a series. It's, a show. it's on, reboot? it's on, yeah, okay. reboot. It's on Hulu. And my wife and I can't wait to, for the next week. Every time we're like, oh, I can't right. wait for the next week. I think there's seven episodes out right now or six episodes. Really good. Like I'll, I'm, I'm, I have like a three episode rule now. So there's too <laughs> much stuff. So if I watch three episodes and yep. I'm not into it, I'm out. I, I won't give up after one. That's not fair. Right. You know, you got to give it a chance, but I like three episodes now, if I'm not hooked, I'm moving on. I, I can't just like watch the whole, the whole season. And like, there's just no time because there's too much stuff to watch. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's, you know. there's so much good stuff that why would I waste my time? I'll, I'll just go right. on to something else. I'll find something else that's good. Right. And, um, have you seen Andor? Uh, I've only seen a couple episodes so far. I've, I've only seen the first two. My son and I have okay. to get back to it. We, ha- we haven't seen the whole thing. We're watching uh muddy ducks now. 
Right. You watch Mighty Ducks? No. The series? The hockey. Yeah. And Disney yeah. Plus. The no, second I... season. It's fun. I mean, it's fun. Yeah. You know, it's, it's based off the movies. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's hockey. So it's cool. And or I got to catch up. I finished Rings of Power. Um, I, I gave, um, so House of the Dragon. I watched four. I saw all Game of Thrones. Loved it. I watched 45 minutes of House of the Dragon. And I, that was, I was done forever. I will never watch it again. Really? The, the gore in that show. You know, the scene with the, I don't, again, I don't want to spoil anything, but I mean, probably everybody wants to see it, see it. It was so like brutal after 45 minutes. I said, I am not sitting through eight episodes. I'm not doing it. Like I'm not, I just too much for me. I'm not, I, I suffered through Game of Thrones. I suffered through Renly and all that nonsense, you know, and it was an incredible series, obviously, yeah. but I'm just like, I'm not doing it to myself again. I'm not doing it. So <laughs> I'm, I'm off House of the Dragon. I'm not, I love the Rings of Power, but I'm not, oh. I'm not doing House of the Dragon. I can't do it. Oh, I I love uh, like House of the Dragon. I can't wait for to get that on disc and yeah. be able to like. I'm watching that. I'm enjoying it, but I'm going to probably watch it even more like seriously when it comes out on disc eventually. Right, so, right. But uh, I I like them all. I, all of those, anyways. I've liked uh, and and a mm. part of it is the experience too because I think they're great home theater series. The right. House of the Dragon, Rings of Power. I was mixing those up all along. Um, right. But yeah. Yeah, how, no, Rings of Power was was great. Yeah. 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 Home theater wise. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, we get that. Um we get that know, on disc as get well. The disc. Right. Hopefully we get that on disc as well because it is. I know when we did um I the, the uh season season eight, episode three of uh um, not Lord of the Rings. Um, I see. I always mix them up of game of Thrones that right. The long night. Have you the seen? Long night, yeah. Which yeah. I, I, I didn't see it. I watch it, but I didn't see anything. This yeah. Pre, I think it was pre OLED. And I think I didn't, I haven't, I haven't got bought back and watched, right. watched the 4k stream or whatever. I, yeah, the, the 4k yeah. stream looks really good. Um, yeah. I had, I, I, when I watched it the first time live, what they call live, right. which was through HBO, which was, just high def right that's what i saw yeah it still looked decent and i Mm -hmm. understood why everybody was upset but i thought it still looked pretty good Mm -hmm. uh but then when i when we got the 4k discs i you go right to that and you're like oh this is what it's supposed to look like Mm -hmm. and then now watching it on the stream since hbo put it out on 4k uh Mm -hmm. it the stream looks really good too not as good as the disc but way better than what they what they streamed on hbo before on cable tv and whatever but um right and that's just that's what three years old now is that three uh, Has it yeah been two right, years yeah. maybe two years old maybe maybe a three or four yeah for the last season that's that's uh quite a bit that is probably a pretty good technology jump there too and how much they've advanced so what we're right. getting at home but yeah good and for me for me personally game of thrones was an incredible experience it's not a rewatchable show for me i, I have no interest in going back and living through what happened the again horrors yeah it's just the horror it's just it's it's a brutal show it's a great experience yeah once but like i you know i'll go back and watch sopranos my entire life or Mad Men or breaking bad like for me those shows are rewatchable yeah. forever game of thrones i i just can't sit through a lot of that stuff again as amazing as it looked and was and right. know, everything but for me, it's not like a rewatchable, you know. And again, I'm not like a horror, like you know, gore, like I'm not a, like Steve likes all this horror crazy stuff. Like 
for me, like Poltergeist, I watched Poltergeist last week and it was great. Yeah. And it's probably like one of five horror movies I've seen in my life. I watched it with my son. We loved it. The 4K disc was awesome. It was great. Yeah. But I'm not a horror guy. I've seen like maybe five horror movies in my life. It's just not my, it's not my thing. Yeah. We're like, you know? we're like brothers. So we're too, we're too similar, except for the too sports teams. Sp- except for the no, sports we like teams. the sports. Similar. We just have different yeah, affiliations. Different teams, right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, have you ever, did you play sports growing up? Uh, I mean, not like, you know, competitively like high school or anything. Okay. Just like rec, soccer, basketball. I wasn't, but ever, it, I was not a great athlete. So have you ever played against a player, hated the player, and then had that player on your team? <laughs> not that I can recall. Oh, yeah. I've, not that I can recall. It's so much fun. It's yeah. so much fun. It's And you play a sport and you play for a while, especially in men's league with hockey now. It's like you'll play against a guy for years, and then next thing you mm-hmm. know, that team needs a guy or you need a guy, and guess who shows up in your locker room? And you're like, but even growing up, it's like you'd play against these guys and you'd hate them. And then all of a sudden right. you're on the same team with them. And then you're like best friends the rest of your life. You love it, right. Yeah. And right. it's, well, it's like, it's like in professional teams, like you hate a player, but if he gets traded yeah. to your team, oh, you, yeah. love, you don't care anymore. You love right. Him. Right. Like oh, I do. Yeah. Like a guy like Marshand, it's like Marshand right. Crosby. Crosby's got oodles of talent, but his, his temperament is like Marshand's. He gets right. away with more cause he's Crosby, but he, right. They had a rule that the rule where you can't slash if once you touch somebody's hands, that's the Crosby rule mm-hmm. because there was no penalty called the year before that rule came out. He broke a guy's hand in the playoffs behind right, right. the play. He, was right. just, he just remember, reached yeah. out and slashed somebody across. And it was like, it wasn't really, I've, I've done it. It's not, but he just hit him just right. And it, it broke the guy's hand and it's like, right. but that's the kind of thing that happened. But would I love him on my team? Absolutely. Would most people love Martian on their teams? But that's the thing. It's like, yeah, you like Seattle. I like the Patriots. You're in Jersey. You like those teams. I love right. the Boston teams. Right. It's like, but right. it, it's, you have fun with it, you know? Um, Did you watch uh, American Underdog, the Kurt Warner story? No, I haven't seen that, that one That was yet. really good. Get to go on your little kaleidoscape thing and buy it. It was very, you'll <laughs> like, it was very good. <laughs> My was, little I, kaleidoscape I thing. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to, I didn't want to watch it because I hate the Rams and I hated the Rams when they were good because they yeah. torment the Seahawks all the time. But it was actually real. The guy who played Kurt Warner was great. I think Anna Paquin was his wife. Yeah, and it was a, it was a, a very good sports movie. It was I think Dennis Quaid was Dick Vermeil. Um, oh, really? The coach, yeah, Dennis oh, Quaid okay. played Dick Vermeil. It was American. It was good. It was a good. That was a like a fun kind of Saturday night watch. I love I love the Kurt Warner story and the Rams and everything. Everything that they did leading up right. to, I mean, even winning that Super Bowl. That was a big story. It was. Wasn't like the story. Now I haven't seen the movie, but I remember back then mm-hmm. they were like, didn't he work in a grocery store or something? Yeah, he worked it. Exactly. That's what yeah. the movie's about. He worked in a grocery store and he didn't really think he had a chance to make the pros and he kept at it. And you know, it's, it, it is an amazing yeah. story. I'm sure it's not all true in the movie. I mean, it's Hollywood movie, but it was, uh, yeah. Well, from what was, I it remember, was it was a great story. And then of course the Pats played them in Oh one. And right. that was, right. you know, they were and supposed to repeat then. Yeah. And it, right. and that, that's what made, and if you remember, I mean, I know it's hard for you to remember, but back then mm-hmm. the Patriots were the Cinderella team. I no, do remember. You I know, remember. nobody thought they were America's team that year. Well, who's was, Tom Brady? We, where's Drew, we want oh, Drew Bledsoe. Who's Tom yeah, Brady? Who did he come from? They were, you know, yeah. we're all Patriots. That's what Bob Kraft said when they won the Super Bowl. It was after, I mean after 2001 you know after yep. 9/11 and all of that and it's saying then the patriots win the super bowl there was a time when the country actually wanted that 
right it's like right boy yeah no, I, yeah, no yeah. that was a great you know, story it was it was because they they were horrible for so many years never won a super bowl and you know so it, i went to two things uh, change I think in 1993 and 94, I think I went to two games, Seahawks at the Patriots in the old, the old Foxborough Stadium. Oh, yeah. The old, where it took three, four hours to get out of the parking lot after the game. Still does. And <laughs> still does. Yeah. So I saw two, actually, I, I think the Seahawks won both of them. That was when the Seahawks, the Patriots took Bledsoe with the first overall pick, got a great quarterback. The Seahawks yep. had a second pick and got Rick Meyer, who was horrible and killed our franchise for a decade. Yep. Awful. We got killed on that draft. Yeah, but I think the Seahawks actually won both of those games. But I was stupid back then. I wore like Seahawks gear, and the Patriot fans were brutal. Oh, like I was like, in college, I was like, yeah, an idiot, probably wearing Seahawks stuff, and yeah, you know, I was stupid back then. But but I remember <laughs> going to that old Foxborough uh, to two games. Oh, uh, that's that building. They won their first Super Bowl out of that building. Believe it okay. or not, that's what it okay. wasn't until the next year that after they won in '01, I think the building opened in '02 the new Gillette stadium. Okay. So they finished right. in Foxborough, but yeah, I remember. Foxborough. What are your favorite? Like, what are your favorite couple sports movies? I haven't heard you talk about sports movies a lot. Like what are your top two or three sports movies? Miracle. Uh, okay. Rudy. Right. Um, other than that, um, like uh, off the top of my, I'm sure there's other ones that somebody would be like, Hoosiers, uh, Hoosiers, Major League, re- yeah, Major League's really Major good. Major League is awesome. I yeah. just watched that recently. Um, Rudy, Rudy is my all-time favorite. Rudy, I'm glad you said it because Rudy, yeah. is to me the best sports movie. It's the best. I love yeah. it. Oh, I, could, Ru- I could watch it a million. I could watch Rudy yeah. a million times. Yeah, you can get um, you can get Shawshank by Rudy for sure. I haven't seen <laughs> it. I, I haven't seen it um in a while. I haven't seen it come across. You should my... watch it because the music it is. is phenomenal. So good. The music is yeah. great. It's so good. Yeah, it it's is so good. It is. Have you seen Miracle? I've seen yeah, Miracle's great. Miracle, yeah, Russell. That's sure. just. I I remember. I remember living that and oh mm-hmm. oh love that movie. Love that. That movie. scene where he makes him skate back and forth like the suicides like a thousand times. Oh. And he kept saying, what team do you play for? What team do you play for? Or what yeah. And they kept saying their colleges. And yeah. probably think it's a Rusiano. I think everything it's a Rusiano. says, uh, I play for the United States of America. And then he yeah. says, that's it. Oh. That's like great moment. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just in, in that it's true. Most of it's true. You know, right. and, and you heard a lot of those guys. Some of the guys were actually the sons of the actual players. That, cause in they the used, movie. Yeah, in okay. the movie, because okay. they tried to use real hockey players. I think right. um, what's his name that played Jim Craig? He's the only one that's not a real that wasn't a real hockey player. All the other all the other actors were okay. actual hockey players that they turned into actors, not the other way around, because okay. they wanted it to be as realistic as they could. But the music in that is really good too. Mm-hmm. I just and it's I don't know if you've ever been to Lake Placid, but being I have on, not. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, it's being on that ice. I I haven't skated there. I've coached there, and okay. being on that bench, and you're just like, this is yeah, that's, it. That's awesome. It's a little barn too. I mean, when you say it's little, right. it's tiny. It's like right. when you see it in the movies or remember seeing it. Um, I remember, uh, like, well, I say live, but it wasn't live. It wasn't live. It was, it was two in the afternoon, and they showed it like eight o'clock. Right. right. But right. watching it live at home and um, and seeing Jim Craig looking up into the stands for his dad, and now right. 
being in that building and looking and looking up and going, Oh my God, he could have shaken his hand for God's sakes. Because like, mm-hmm. right. the, the, like the back edge of the stands aren't that far away. It's like a little right. bigger than a high school rink. And it's, you know, it's just really, it was, it's just really cool. But I love like that, that movie, uh, mystery Alaska, mm-hmm. another hockey movie. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it in, in a million years. I have seen That's it. I know the Rangers one. play there, but I haven't seen it in probably decades. Yeah. Slapshot. I, I should go Slapshot. Yeah, it was never like a... Yeah, I, again, that's another one I got to watch. I haven't seen it in forever. Youngblood? Do you, you remember Rob that Lowe? one? Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. I do remember that one. Cynthia that was great, Gibb. Like, yeah. That was like a great HBO late Patrick night movie. Patrick Swayze. The, right. Yeah. I yeah think, that was like an 80s HBO movie. Isn't Keanu Reeves in that too, I think? He might be. I think he's one of the one of the other hockey one players. players. In yeah. Yeah. Patrick I Swayze. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love, I, I used to do that. Um, you know, the trick he does with the puck going up and down. And I don't know if you remember, remember that. He, so he remember. has the puck on the blade of his stick and he flips it over and back and over and back. And okay. I practiced that in my bedroom for hours and then okay. taught myself how to pick the puck up off the ice when I was a kid and just being like, Oh, I want to be like young blood. And then doing the, right working on your forearms with it, raising up the bot, the cement, whatever can. <laughs> it's like, oh, I got, I got to go back and watch it. Yeah. That's kind of like on my list. I have like, you know, I have a list like a Google sheets of stuff that yeah. I want to rent, um, you know, shows that like, do you keep like, I have like a Google sheet of like my TV series. So stuff that no. currently watching, I have currently yeah. watching waiting and waiting for next season. So I'm, I have like 30 or 40 shows. Like I'm waiting for the next season. Right. So I remember like what I used to watch. Oh. It's so I, I now like keep trying to keep track of it. It's so funny. Cause I, I keep thinking to do that. I, there's so much stuff I have to make lists of and I don't, but right. at the same time, like, uh, uh G Cornell recently, like, Oh, do a segment. Uh, well, what you're going to watch this weekend. I have no idea. Cause it's all it's like just... spur of the moment. Like one th- like a conversation with you will make me go and like now watch young blood or something, which I have right. no idea about. But if I had something planned, well, that plan is now out the window because now I'm right. really excited about that. So, right. Right. You know, that's yeah. the way I, I Yeah. I try to like, I try to like plan stuff just cause like I said, like I'm trying to find like windows to watch movies and like, you know, a lot of movies are two and a half hours. So I'm trying to like find that window where I don't want Cause like, I don't want to be interrupted. Like once I turn yeah. the lights off and get the DVD player going to get the projector fired up, it's like, once I said, I don't want to move. Like, I don't want to have to come in and out six times right. like, to finish a movie. It yeah. like takes you out of it. Like, I just want to be there in the moment. You so know. does that make like these series more fun? Because now you can ingest them at one hour at a time. So I love the minutes. series. Yes. I love the series that come out once a week, like rings of power. I hate the series. Like I do it on Netflix where they dropped all, like Cobra Kai. They give you every episode. At one. I hate right. that. I hate it when they give you eight episodes at once. It, it drives me crazy. Cause you feel like you have to watch them all. <laughs> But like, there's no anticipation. Like, there's no. But like, you don't time, have to watch them all. But, you, but it's there. It's like it's there. So you're like, oh, well, we'll watch one more. We'll watch one more. Right. But like, you know, when we grew up, you know, watching network TV, it was once a week. You looked forward to it. it was yeah. And if you missed it, you were screwed. You were, you were screwed. You were, unless you had a VCR and you set the timer correctly, you were screwed. Yeah. Right. Hundred percent. But yeah, no, I love like I like the shows that come once a week. So you look for something to look forward yeah. to. What a cool talk. You can think about it 100%. Yep. I don't like it when they drop the whole series at once because, you know, I, I, I don't like it as yeah. much. John and I, I used like, to I debate like that. He, I yeah. always like the one at a, you know, once a week. 
And right. he was like, give it to me all at once. Cause he just wants to binge right through. Right. That's what he loves no, to do. Like He's actually come around to, he likes them both now. Like he likes like, Hey, the once a week's are great because I'll watch that. And then I'll get to talk about it and blah, blah, blah. blah. But then he also loves like, if something comes out on Netflix, it, he'll be like, Oh, what? Like when we get to the part where what, you know, what we've watched, he'll be like, right. Oh yeah, I finished that. I'm like, right. Oh my God, it's 10 episodes. Right. But then. <laughs> right, and then you're you're dead with spoilers because people watch it all, the whole series the first day and spoil right. everything. If it's once a week, you're all kind of on the same schedule. Yeah, but like if something comes out eight, eight episodes, you know a million people are going to watch it the first day. The new everything's going to get out there. If you don't like sit there and watch the whole thing, you're you're dead with spoilers. <laughs> you know, so I I like that. Right. I like the ones. I definitely like the I once like, a week. I prefer the once a week. Uh, if it comes out, you know, like a uh, Netflix and it drops all at once, I'll I'll. I'll just one a one a day if I want. Right. Like I did with Daredevil. I love that. They dropped 15 episodes season one and it took me two weeks, actually three weeks. Cause I was doing them only dirt. And I was, I was like teasing this thing out every morning before I took my son to school, I'd get right. up and watch an episode. And that was, it okay. got me out of bed. It gets you right. up in the morning, five in the morning. I'd be like, the alarm would go off and I'd be like, mm. you know, I, I can't wait. Then when it was over, I was like, Oh man, I want to, you know, well, now what do I do? So that ever since then, I've tried to find a show that I like to, you know, it's going to get me I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get downstairs and watch this. Right. That's, you know, you pace it out. Yeah. You got to avoid spoilers. But back then, I don't right. think a lot of people were dealing with that anyways. So no, probably it not. A big deal. You know, it was great. It was great on um, the Star Trek Strange New Worlds that came out this year. I Are haven't seen that? it. John's, that John looked amazing. Star Trek. It yeah. was great. It was some of the other Star Trek series, I'm not that into the Discovery, the Picard, I didn't love. Okay. This one, Stranger Worlds, it was fantastic, and it looked, the visuals were insane. Like, the colors of the uniforms, mm -hmm. the yellows, the reds, that was a beautiful, I had my projector, that was like a beautiful home theater experience. Strange cool. New Worlds, I think it was eight or ten episodes. Yeah. It, look, it looked amazing, and it was and it was really good show. Like, the, the stories were good, the characters were good. Oh, I'll have um, to check that one out. Yeah, it was, it was, it was really, really good. Like season two of Picard, I didn't, I found it very confusing. I wasn't, I, I liked wasn't one to it. I really one liked was, one. Was, I, liked I agree one with two. you. Two, two was like, it wasn't as engaging. No, one was it wasn't way engaging. More. Yeah, and I'm I not a Star Trek fan, yeah. but okay. John is, John's a huge Star Trek fan. I'm, I okay. like Star Trek, but I'm not like, Oh, I don't know every, I'm not a Trekkie. I don't know everything about it. But, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to think what else I watched. It looked, uh, that looked good. Yeah, that was good. Um, I guess Jack Ryan season three is going to be coming out soon. Yeah, I'm going through Jack Ryan. I'm in middle of season two right now. Okay. Um, Those were great. I don't remember him. It was so many years yeah. ago. I know a, I liked him. Speaking of Game of, Th Game of Thrones, um, there's a guy in season two uh, that, well, he's the assassin not a spoiler there's an assassin in it but he was in game of thrones as that uh the man that's nobody remember that that guy he was yeah, also a faceless man faceless man there right, you go right and he's yep. in and it just hit me today watching okay the the episode this morning and i'm like halfway through it and i was like that's where i know him from is game of thrones he was the faceless man and yeah. okay so when you're watching a movie do you so will you have your phone and if you see someone, you'll like, oh, who was that? What was that person mm -hmm. in and look up IMDb or you'll have your phone off until it's over. Oh yeah. Usually I'll have, okay. I mean, if 
I usually try to figure it out on my own. And okay. like, I knew I knew him through the season. Like I said, I'm probably like halfway through, maybe a little bit less, but, uh, and it, and it just hit me. I try to try to figure it out myself. My wife and I, when we're watching the show together, like, where do I know him from? And then all of a sudden I'm like, I got it. Do you got it? But we're like, we won't pick up our phones for that reason. Okay. Um, but then once you do, and then you'd be like, oh, that's where I know, you know. Right. Unless right. it's something that's really bugging you. Sometimes it bo- it bothers me and it like drives. So I'll pause it just to look it up. Like once in a yeah. while, it's just like really bothering me. Like, who, who was the end? It's like, you're because th- you can't like get off it. Yeah. So you can't even like watch the movie because you're like, you just keep thinking about it. So I'd rather just like look it up and be done with yeah. it. Yeah. There was you one know? that was bugging the hell out of me. And I'm usually, my wife's like, you're, you're really, I'm good at it. But I get, I recognize people by their voice. So okay. like if I see somebody in a movie and I'm like, I know him now I'll recognize the face, but then I'll close my eyes and just listen to him talk. And even if I just back right. it up and I need to place that voice in a movie and that's audibly like we were talking about earlier, like what's more right. important picture or sound I can, I can grab that person in my memory through the sound of their voice. And there was a guy in this movie and I know who it is now, but I don't remember where I, we couldn't figure out where he was from my wife and mm-hmm. i'm like i know it and my wife's like she picks up her phone this is after like 20 minutes of trying to figure it out she picks up her phone and goes you're gonna die and i'm like what and i'm like she's like you're probably never gonna get it but you're gonna die when you find out mm-hmm. he played the brother of julia louise dreyfus in new adventures of old christine <laughs> okay. I, I don't know that. Is that so a show? I, don't even I know loved it. that show. That was, and okay. he played this goofy brother to Julia Louise Dreyfus in, in that show. But whatever movie or show we were watching, I go, I know him from somewhere, but he was a serious person in this one. Like almost like, I don't know if he was a spy or a detective or something, but it, it was such a, you know, difference from what I knew him in new adventures. And I was like, what the, and so I couldn't figure okay. it out. But when she's like, you know him really well because we loved that show and now we're seeing him in a completely different light and you're like, right, right. and he was like, um, remember how goofy Ross was on friends? Yes. That's kind of how this yeah, guy was, like but now, you, yeah, okay. it's like just a goofy fun loving blah, 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 blah. But in it, yeah. So he showed up somewhere else and I couldn't figure it out, but she was, it's that obscure right. type of thing. You're like, oh, right. yeah, that is an obscure person, but. I'll give you the anti-home theater show. I have the anti-projector show, Jeopardy. So the last few weeks, oh. we've been into Jeopardy. We, I go in in a phase with Jeopardy. The last two, three weeks, we've been into it. So we went down to watch it. And usually we watch it upstairs. We went down to the theater or the projector to watch it. It's too big. Right. I'm sitting in the front row. And when <laughs> the words come out, you can't read the words. You're moving your head. It's like too big on the screen. Right. So it's like the one thing that I don't like to watch on the projector. It's better on just like a 65-inch TV. It's too big. The words that, are too big. You can't watch it. No, it's so funny. It's so funny you say that too, because I get into these debates on um, <laughs> on Twitter with friends that have the, the 240 aspect ratio screens. Right. And they're like, it, it always, <laughs> I don't know why, but it just seems to always come back to, I don't want my content. Now, now, mind you, it comes up when like Top Gun Maverick, which you have to watch in a 16 by nine format to get the variable aspect ratios. Cause mm-hmm. that's what it's going to go back and forth. 
Uh, if you want to stretch it and fill the entire 240, you can, but you're going to be crop. Your man, you're just you're crop cropping the sides, it. right? Right. Oh. Uh, you'll crop the tops off of the IMAX scenes. Okay. Regardless, but it always comes up on like a big movie like this where you're like, oh, why do they do this to us? 240 people. Well, you 240 people. There's not many of them compared to right. the rest of the world. Right. But then they, I'm like, why did you go with 240? You know, I could have gone both ways. I have a different, completely different opinion now, but I could have gone both ways at one point. And now I'm like, why did you go with 240? Why didn't you do 16 by nine and then just crop the top? And the, I don't like my movies to be the same size as Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> so why, or Jeopardy. Well, right. Why are you watching that in your theater? Because right. if you have right. a 240 to one, that's not in your living room. You probably right. have another television in your house, right? right. So I'm always like, like to your right. point, like right. you went down there, you put it on and you were like, huh, right. okay. I was like, I was like, this stinks, man. I, I can't watch it here. It's like, oh, yeah. it's too hard. You know what I did like that? Like I wouldn't normally watch in my theater. Big Bang Theory. Okay. Because. Yeah, I've never seen it. So Big Bang Theory, it's like if you're a comic book fan or any of the memorabilia, they have a crap load of it in the background of like every okay. scene. So in my theater, in like nice resolution, big screen, you can make out all the little Batman knickknacks, Superman, the little flash mm -hmm. knick, all the comic book stuff that they have in the background. There's so much stuff back there that okay. it's so just fun. It to, yeah. It's just fun to right. watch on a giant screen. Uh, right. not really about the show. It's more about like what's going on in the background, but, um, but yeah, that stuff like that, but mostly in my theater, it's all theater content. Right. right? And I won't watch theater. I won't watch theater content elsewhere. So like, I will not watch a movie right. on my iPad. You know, I'll watch an episode <laughs> of Seinfeld on my iPad. You're really you know, going at Steve George. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't. Like I won't sit right. like on a plane with my iPad and watch, you know, Iron Man or something like that. Right. Like, I won't do it. Like I can't do it. I, I will only watch like in where it's supposed to be watched. Right. Or I, I'll just watch something else. I'll watch a sitcom or whatever. Right. Right. Exactly. You know? I, I've watched Iron Man on the plane. I did do that. But okay. once, I, and that was, uh, yeah, on my laptop, um, wasn't too bad, but I'd already seen it in the theater. I, I wouldn't do a first viewing like that. Um, right. but now when I travel, I do shows. Like you said, I, I downloaded, I think the last right. time I did, I downloaded like two seasons of Arrow from CW, which was at the okay. time, that was, I think the last time I traveled in a plane was pre-pandemic. So it wasn't, um, yeah, they, we didn't have all the streaming services that we have now that you could download stuff, but. Right, right, too um, easy. Yeah, but you could download Arrow on Netflix, get the all the seat, and then you don't have to use the internet once you're on the plane. So that's right. that's what I would travel with. Yeah, I do. To your yeah, point, I like do the not same really thing. movies anymore. Yeah. So I, I I never like I could never watch a, like even when the they show movies on the plane, you have your own TV. Yeah. You know, or in the old days, it was one TV for like two rows of seats or three rows of seats. Right. Like I was never I never watched. I would read a book on the plane. I was never into watching a movie. I like a little screen with the horrible headphones. Like even back like. 20, 30 years ago, I was like too, like narcissistic's not the right word, but like too, like OC, whatever it is. Right, right, right. You know, like I could never watch, I was like, you can't watch a movie on like this little tiny screen on the plane. The beverage cart's coming by, people are getting up. I'm like, I can't watch a movie like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, I, I could watch them 
like comedies, definitely I could. Uh, dramas, I could. Uh, but action movies need to see them in my theater. Even if I'm flipping by on my television, I have a 55 in the living room. I have a 55 in the bedroom. I mm-hmm. said a couple of weeks ago, I got Shawshank by Predator in the, in mm-hmm. the middle of the night. And I was like, got to go downstairs, watch this. I just want to see these scenes. It's like, it needs to be in the theater. You know? Right. I had never seen, I had for, you know, everybody has a few movies that they've never seen. Like, how did you not see that movie? I had right. never seen Predator for whatever reason. I had never wow. seen it. Yeah. So I rented the 4K disc about a month ago. My son and I watch it. Oh. So and we liked it, but I had never like you know everybody has like five or ten movies that. What do you mean you've never seen this? You know that whatever. Right, right, right. You know, I have them too. I, everybody has. Them. Like oh, Steve yeah. George has never seen Godfather two. Right. Another. That's another thing. I was like, I wanted. To, I was like throwing a podcast out the window. I'm like, you never saw Godfather two. You've seen eight thousand slasher flicks. You never saw Godfather two. But that's the thing. That's but, that's his genre, though. He loves the the. No, I know. Like, uh, that's you know, thing. like that's his thing. Me, it was now. I wouldn't say any of the horror movies. I saw most of them growing up. I didn't see the Godfather and to till later in life. Right. Uh, so I I did go a while. Um, trying to think of one for me that I could. Like, I've never seen the de- I've never seen the Deer Hunter. You know, for whatever reason. Okay, I I yeah. saw that, but I barely remember it because I know I saw that over my buddy's house when I was a kid, and I wasn't supposed to. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> when you were right. that young. Um, right. Yeah. That's, there, there's, I'm starting to find movies that I forgot existed that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what did we, I just saw on Twitter the, um, the, uh, uh, what's the Chuck Norris series that's coming out soon? Somebody's um, re- releasing it on Blu ray. Um, mi- missing in action. The missing okay. action one, two, and three, or something yeah, I don't like think that. I've seen those. Oh, I remember those. Uh, Delta Force. Well, I never seen. I never seen a Dirty about. Harry movie. I don't think I ever oh, seen wow. a Dirty Harry movie until this year. Okay. And I watched the first two. I watched Dirty Harry, and then the second one. I don't know if it was. I don't Magnum remember what it was Force. called. Magnum Force. Whatever. I watched yeah. the first two, but I, for whatever reason, I just never seen them. Yeah. You know, so I'm trying to go back and catch up. You know, I, I like. Wish. I love watching. I'm not Charles Bronson. I've never oh. seen it. But see, you know I've who it was. I, I knew, I know the movie. I, Death Wish I was, I think I saw Death Wish 2 first, maybe something like that. I, I watched it with my dad on okay. TV when I was a kid. And I was like, you're letting me stay up and watch this with you. My mom was at work right. and I was like, oh my God, he's just like right. blowing people away. And I'm like, all right, I'm not going to say right. I want to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. good times. Good times. Yeah. So. Fun stuff, man. Oh yeah, time. isn't yeah. it? It is. How, did you make notes? Uh, a couple. Just a, not too. I have a, two or three notes. Not too many. All right. Did we get to it all? Uh, we got. Well, oh, oh, you mean before the show? Yeah. Here's my notes. I did have my notes. Oh, we. Yeah, we probably <laughs> hit. Uh, we probably hit two thirds of it. I got a few other things, but I'll, I'll oh, save them. Good. It. See. Yeah. But yeah, we did hit. We did get through a decent amount of it. I love getting those questions. Like when you email me and like, how do we do this? What do we do? And it's like, right. Right. And that, like, and it, it, you're not the only one. Almost everybody that comes on asks, how do we do, do we need to pre-show? Do we do that? I'm like, right. no, off the cuff, off the right. cuff, have a good time. Every, I always, I mean, I don't recommend people bring notes, but if you want to, by all means, we'll, we right. won't, I don't think we've gotten through everybody's notes yet. Right. You know, right. And, uh, no, the time flies. You were right. The time just flies. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think that's, I think it's funny that everybody's shocked. 
Like I'm, I'm waiting for the guy to come on and go, Oh boy, this took forever. (laughs) Right. Cause you know what it is? You know what it is for probably a lot of, and for me, I have nobody else to have this conversation with. Right. My friends wouldn't have this conversation with me for two hours about home theater. They could care less. Right. And people aren't into it. So there's no, so when you find someone who like wants to talk about it, like, oh, I got 40 years worth of material to talk about (laughs) because nobody wants to talk to me about this stuff. Right. Exactly. (laughs) And so it's funny because of the people that all the people that I've had on, we're all very similar, but it's all like, there's like uniqueness in all of us, right? That's like people are bringing different things, different experiences and different ideas. And I, I, I'm the one sitting here every single time. And I'm like, this is, you know, I'm not bored at all. And it's like, how many people have I had on that? We've talked about star Wars being their number one and we're all excited about it. And it's like, because you're right. It's like, there aren't, there's nobody else I can talk to about this either. That's why I started the thing. (laughs) Right. Like, listen, man, you, you started a community. It's awesome. Yeah. You found something and it's great. Yeah. That's great. It's fun. It is. Thank you very much. Uh, do you want John or Jonathan? Uh, we'll go Jonathan. We'll go Jonathan. Jonathan. We'll go, fit. Okay. we'll go to the official title. So my mom's not mad at you if you call me John. <laughs> All right. Jonathan. So, thank you work. very much. This is a lot of fun. Flies by. So if anybody uh, wants sorry to. About the, sorry about the technical issues at the beginning. No, that, uh, that's. No, I'm that. glad you brought that up too on the air. Because like people get nervous about that too. Don't worry about it. That's it's life. We all, I mean, we all do deal with this stuff. We have theaters, our theaters break down. It's like, right. It's what it takes, you know, whatever. And we power through and we put out a show. There you go. Cool, man. Thanks for having me on. I had a really good time. I really appreciate it. And we'll get you set up in the green room now that you've, uh, now that you can be a member. So definitely you'll have a lot of fun in there that all these people, that's what it is. So it's growing. So cool. Thanks, Jonathan. Appreciate it. Uh, We'll see you in the green room. And uh, everybody, I'll be back on Friday with John. Uh, We've got, we're going to talk Halloween ends. We're going to talk Black Adam. uh, And I got some other spooky movies I've been watching too. So having some fun. So until then, go push play. Hey, Fred. This has been a Hey, Fred production with theme music by Jeff Bernhardt and Throne Vault Productions.